And that shows in a lot of ways, there's a lot of stupid human behavior like war and, um, and really like meat eating currently. You know, I also am aware that it's just because people believe they need protein from meat, they need calcium from dairy, they need eggs for omegas. It's all just told to us by the people who want us to yeah. buy their shit. I Everyone, guys, my guest for you today is James Aspie. He's a badass. He's like the most like tatted badass vegan dude that I've ever met. Um, dude, you, you, you have like a phenomenal life, man. Like I think one of the biggest things is you actually were quiet for 365 days to really show everybody that if you don't have a voice, there's also animals out there that don't have a voice. And you were able to use this one mission that you created and you stuck to it and you built this brand, this business, this um, influence that is really like captivating and also inspiring, you know, the next generation of people that um, not just are being vegan because, oh, it's what everyone else is doing, but to consciously be aware of, oh, wow, you know, this is actually hurting another thing, which is what I love about your work. Because, for example, um, like for me, especially here, everyone is either like vegan or carnivore, and it's literally like a gang war or like a religion mm. where human is fighting with human and no one, there's no solutions being solved, right? So one of the biggest things is you're really just all for the animals. You've built this huge Instagram. Check it out. Yo, guys, for those that are listening to podcasts, we're looking at his IG, which you should follow. And you've been featured on like news stations, a lot of top podcasts, R London Real, Logan Paul, Impulsive. Dude, I saw them all, bro. <laughs> and yeah, man, I just want to- Thanks, bro get to know your story and really like the mindset that it takes. Cause what you did, man, like being quiet for that long, that's like no sane person would commit to that without knowing that that's just going to be really hard. Yeah. No sane person. That says it all right there. Yeah. <laughs> so what was like um, the thing that inspired all that? Well, the thing that inspired it was that I felt I might have a opportunity to do something good for the world. Yeah. Uh, I had recently come to learn after being a personal trainer for seven years that I was completely wrong about the vegetarian diet. I hadn't even considered the vegan diet at this point, but I'd always believed that you needed to consume animal products to be optimally healthy. And in fact, that there was no possibility of being healthy without consuming meat, dairy, and eggs. When I did learn eventually that actually that was incorrect and all the studies that are out there that, um, you know, large meta-analysis, the largest study ever conducted on the relationship between nutrition and disease. The bottom line of them all is that the optimal amount of animal products in the human diet should be zero. And I felt like I needed to share this information because this was not the information I was given in my schooling when I became a personal trainer. It was not yeah. the information I was hearing around the gym, which I'd been going to since I was 18 at the time or, or younger. And, um, it was just completely not common knowledge to the point that I didn't really know anybody who thought you could be a healthy vegetarian or vegan. It just wasn't a thing. Well, so they're just like eating cheese and Oreos and like I had a vegetarian well, and vegan friend and he's just only eating cheese. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know? Well, he's a vegetarian or vegan eating cheese. No, he was a vegetarian. He saw like uh, one of those um, documentaries and uh -huh. he would just only eat cheese and bread. Okay, well, that's what I actually did when I first went vegetarian. <laughs> I, I, I wanted to know where to go. I knew the cheese was still high in protein, so yeah. I would go... I was eating a lot more cheese than I used to eat. Yeah. Um, but the the thing that really got me was, you know, I, I didn't know how long I would stay vegetarian for. I assumed a little while, but just like any diet, you know, I get on it, I get off it. 
um, you know, because health benefits only go so far when you are weighing it up against some of the favorite foods that you've ever had and you've grown up with and, you know, that's just what you're used to eating and that's what's on every corner. It's a little harder to get vegetarian or vegan food um, at every restaurant compared to it is to get meat, dairy, eggs on every meal, literally. Mm -hmm. So the thing that kept me at it, though, was that I learned, I watched a documentary called Earthlings, which shows all the ways that animals are used, born into existence against their will. The animals are forcibly impregnated in cages. They are bred into existence. The mothers are separated from babies. Um, the baby boys in the dairy industry are slaughtered because they're waste products. The baby chicks in the egg industry are macerated into a shredding device because they don't produce eggs, so they're a waste product. Um, and countless, countless other forms of abuse and violence that I'm just I would never usually be okay with when it came to anyone that happening to anybody in the human species or that happening to any dog so I had to ask myself the question why am I not only turning a blind eye to this violence and not to mention the slaughter which is happening inside gas chambers and um, you know shooting animals in the head slicing their throats open this is just standard legal practice the most humane methods are the worst nightmare the worst horror movie you could ever think of you you will never find footage of slaughterhouses that you would think oh i'd trace i'd trade places with them it is truly acts of uh, horrific violence and murder if we were talking about it happening to a human animal like a holocaust a hundred percent a holocaust a holocaust is a mass slaughter of innocent beings and currently on earth the animals that we slaughter, which is 74 billion land animals and 2.7 trillion sea animals every single year, that equates to approximately 8 billion earthlings being holocausted every single day in, in um, gas chambers, which is said to be the most humane method. So yes, it's very much, uh, very much a holocaust. It's also because of a form of discrimination. You know, uh, a, might versus, a might makes right and also seeing other beings as so much less than us you know it's okay to see that yes we're more intelligent in certain ways and they have gifts greater than us in certain ways as well but to devalue their lives to the point that we enslave them into existence we fatten them up and as soon as we're ready we take their lives against their will not to mention the countless other cruelties along the way to do something so so cruel and so violent when if i do something as much as abuse you verbally or punch you in the face i'm in big trouble for that and yet we're just slitting throats eight billion beings all day long putting those corpses onto our salads and saying that we're animal lovers you know for uh, the, the main point is for an unnecessary reason we are no longer cavemen we have other options of how to get our nutrients all the protein the iron the calcium every nutrient we need can be found in plants except for b12 which is simply mm. a supplement you just you spray under your tongue or you take a tablet that's the only thing you need to supplement and that's only because of the um the way that we currently sanitize our food and just mm. gen general food production so when when we can get all the nutrients we need literally thrive and reduce our chances of some of the biggest killers many of the biggest killers including heart disease the only diet that is proven to reverse heart disease in the majority of patients is a whole food plant-based diet a vegan diet the number one killer on earth of humans is a is a is heart disease so to be able to reverse the biggest killer just by switching from um 
cow's milk to almond or soy or rice or coconut or hazelnut mm. or any of these other options. And almond milk is dope. Yeah, almond milk is good. I actually yeah. really like coconut milk and oat milk is good. Mm. That's so easy to make too. You can make oat milk at home. Mm. You know, you don't have to forcibly impregnate any cows, take any babies from mothers, which is traumatic as, and then slit throats. You can just blend four cups of water with one cup of oats and strain <laughs> it and no one needs to suffer and get mm. slaughtered. So it's um, a huge difference. It's not just, oh, what do I prefer? Yeah. You shouldn't even have the choice. You shouldn't even have the choice to cause so much suffering on someone else. You don't have that choice here. People say it's a personal choice to consume animal products. No, it isn't. There is a victim involved. There's, it's a personal choice is what color pants you put on or what you want to do with your life. Mm-hmm. Personal choices stop being a personal choice as soon as they involve somebody else. So we shouldn't even have the choice to infringe upon their basic right to live in peace and not be abused. You know, we don't say, oh, child abusers should have the right to do whatever they want. It's a personal choice. No, it isn't. We try our very best to stop abuse wherever we, we see it. The problem is we have a double standard when it comes to our own habits and other earthlings who we view as less than us. So that's where it comes down to when we were talking about the Holocaust. It comes down to us, a, a form of discrimination called speciesism. It's similar to racism. It's similar to sexism. It is looking at somebody and judging their value of their life based on an arbitrary set of, mm. of um, attributes. And when it comes to speciesism, we say, well, they have wings, they have fur, they have scales, they have four legs instead of two. They're not like us. So their heart doesn't matter. Their brain doesn't matter to the point that we're willing to slit their throats chop them up into pieces and eat their corpses mm. just because we like how they, t- how they taste. It's not for nutrients. People say, but I, we need to eat meat. We don't need to eat meat. We don't need to eat dairy. We don't need any animal product to survive and thrive. Everything we need, we can get from plants without the cholesterol, without the higher doses of saturated fat, without the concentrated doses of pesticides, without the higher levels of um, heavy metals, without mm. the... Um, higher levels of antibiotics that are pumped into these animals. And when it comes to B12 as well, these animals are injected with B12 or have their feed supplemented with B12. So you're just filtering it through somebody else's body anyway. It's better to just take it directly rather than filter it through somebody else's body, Mm. murder them, eat their body for it, get all the crap that you don't want. Um, There's just a better way to do things. That's where we're at right now. And that's what I learned. At first I was vegetarian for the health benefits. I was very excited. I was a keen personal trainer. I'd gone through a lot of suffering myself with cancer when I was 17. What was that like? It was, um, uh, I'm very grateful for the experience now. At the time, it was a lot of pain, a lot of, um, a lot of fear. But generally, I felt very optimistic. But like what happened? Like what, what happened in your life that, was it just like a random chance or was no. it something that led up to it? Is it oh, hereditary? It's interesting. Um, if I... You know, I won't elaborate too deeply on this. Um, it's not something that I po- probably ever will be too public about, but I feel just on an intuitive level that I believe I caused my own cancer through some very negative feelings towards myself mm. as a child, just being confused about life and how things roll. And um, yeah, I had a lot of Fuck. a lot of really, really negative um, beliefs about myself yeah and like, i feel like that may have caused my cancer to be honest i have a friend that literally just got cancer um and then he literally i, I don't want to say like killed killed it because like i don't know if i can fucking say that but he literally ate the right foods that basically starved the cancer mm. and he was essentially telling me because we were having the same conversation and he was like well mike do you know what a fractal is and i'm pretty sure you know what, do you know what a fractal is no no I don't. so fractals like if we could like youtube it or we could just uh type in like fractal gif 
dude, these are so freaking trippy. <laughs> uh, like if we have it up, like it's oh, something nice. as you keep on zooming in, it just gets oh, I love more and more the same. You know, it's like yeah, something yeah, that you yeah. trip out to when, uh, you know, you're <laughs> like sure, eating man. your broccolis and you're, you know, like the, cool, the, cool. the fiber, right? When, you, when you're like taking those doses of fiber and it's just like, <laughs> and the more you zoom in, the more it's still more of like the same. Yeah. So essentially what it is like, for example, on a micro level, what's happening on a micro level is the exact same thing on a macro level. Same thing like how snowflake is big at the, like the main snowflake, but mm. as you zoom in, it's still more of a snowflake mm. or how like the atoms in our body represent like the planets around the universe. It's all just like a fractal, right? Mm. Like what mm. happens on a small level, it happens on a big level. And interesting. it's the exact same thing what he was saying with, um, as cancer, and I'm 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 a moron, and I'm not a scientific like genius or whatever. But like this this for me, like it makes sense. And he was saying, well, if we define what cancer is, right? It's literally the cell in the body that thinks it's so alone, even though there's all these healthy cells that are out there, like oh hey, like cell, like you know, like we're over here, we're all your mm. friends, we're all your family. But they think it's so alone, and it just starts freaking out. So it just multiplies. And just basically wow. kills itself because it thinks it's alone. Wow. And then he was like saying, well, if you see that in a fractal metaphor, that's probably exactly how he feels as a human being too. You know, mm. there's all these love around them, these friends, these family members, but because of like that internal judgment and society and like how mm. we were raised and influenced, mm. we get trapped into thinking we're alone and we're the only ones that are going through this thing and everyone's like around us like waving like we're here to help but yeah. then we just freak out and want to like implode you know very interesting i think that uh regardless of how directly true that is although it sounds um you know it makes it makes no, sense. i'm not i'm not a scientist not, like, this well, is just all like a hypothesis i, I think that's right? a cool, i think that's a really cool hypothesis i, but I think dentist I, <laughs> <laughs> I think regardless though injecting love into your life is only going to do good things yeah. and heal you and i think that you know where i came to the conclusion that i just mentioned when our thoughts just you know our thoughts affect our physical body if we all think about sucking on sour lemons right now our mouth is going to water even though there are none here if we think of a scary situation our heart is going to race and if you have a lot of shame or guilt or self-hate or something like that mm. that you're that you're um, putting into yourself every day or, or or you know however often that is definitely going to affect your physical body and cancer is a manifestation i believe can be a manifestation of that type of negative um, thinking and beliefs mm -hmm. so for me i believe and look it could have been something completely different i don't know i'm not a scientist either man well maybe we're both scientists maybe we're some, yeah. <laughs> the scientists are <laughs> okay, fucking wrong bro. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know shit they don't know shit well funnily <laughs> enough man like they know they know what they know um and that's a lot more than yeah. a lot of us in many ways but also i was in my cancer ward isolated to this room people are bringing me in big mac burgers which are just deadly mm -hmm. you yeah. know ca a cause of cancer and um and they're just feeding you bullshit <laughs> yeah like they just you know we they know only so much we all only know so much that's why i think it's so good to share that's why i'm really grateful you had me you're having me on your podcast right now because i don't think i know everything or have all the answers you <laughs> thank you hansen <laughs> yeah i don't think i know everything or have all the answers mm. but um i actually do very strongly believe that i i um what I do know, what I have learned, come to learn about veganism is very much mm. um, uh, something that will evolve our society to a much more ethical, much less violent, mm. much more environmentally sustain sustainable, and also much healthier in terms of human health. 
um, position. So I think it's a very important thing to share. Yeah. Very, um, and um, yeah, and there's so much I don't know, man. So it's just like this one piece that I've really dedicated to studying mm. and learning and sharing. And um, but it, it happens to yeah have a yeah. large knock on effect. I, I was vegan for like 30 days and then vegetarian a little bit because what made sense is I remember I was like going to a Tony Robbins event and uh, he was like preaching like eat more vegetables, take your Udo oil, um, whatever. And then I was like, okay, I started first start off as like vegetarian for just like a week um, and whatnot. And then I started like doing some research and there was like even doing like some studies and this kind of relates to the feeling of your thoughts, thinking of a lemon and then a lemon happens, but it's almost like you could basically consume that and then someone else could feel that emotion that doesn't even belong to them. So I think mm. I was like reading somewhere and like I said, this might be all bullshit because like I'm not a freaking scientist and I have nothing to back up anything and I just might be like a monkey that's just given this ability to talk to a camera and a microphone. But essentially, there was some women that was like eating chicken. They're happy. But then when they ate the chicken, they started developing almost like similar feelings as if a chicken was like cage, whatever the feeling it was mm. like anxiety, sadness, like sure. feel like you're, you're getting, um, what's it called? Just taken. And then they started just developing this. So I was like thinking on a more energetic level, not even a nutrition level is sometimes even when you eat fruit food, you also kind of like almost all of that cortisol or whatever. Like, I don't know. I'm not a fucking yeah, scientist. Cortisol would be a start. Yeah. So like a, a, a something you can actually point at, but yeah. And it fucks you up, right? Like, depending on what you eat, like, you are what you eat. Of course, man. There's no more intimate relationship we have with anything. What we eat literally becomes us. And if you are eating products of oppression, violence, suffering, misery, confinement, just a life of hell, lit the literal definition of hell that ends with you getting stabbed mm -hmm. in the throat. Um, yeah. And then that's the type of energetic food we're putting into our body when we could be eating food of compassion peace respect vibrancy energy um, i think that's a huge difference man mm. and i think that there's definitely something to that whether on some level they just know that those chickens came from those cages and they've seen it and it made them think about it or they're consuming the flesh that has some sort of memory in yeah. it that is there on some level um hyper aware to, or sensitive to those sensations that come through consuming those foods um, I think for sure if I tried to eat some animal products now, based on what I know, even though I used to thoroughly enjoy meat. Every what was your favorite meat? Uh, probably ribs. Oh, I just love ribs. Lamb chops. So good. Oh, they're so good, man. And look. Holocaust. I, yeah. Mm -hmm. Holocaust. Well, here's the thing. Think about bro. that next time you eat ribs. Yeah, you should. Assholes. Motherfuckers. <laughs> 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 uh, I think that, you know, the beauty of being vegan is that Cause, cause, all right. Let me just finish my story real quick. Cause I want to tell you how I went vegan. Mm -hmm. Okay. So <laughs> it's it over here thinking about like vegan ribs. <laughs> well, I'm gonna tell you about vegan ribs in two seconds. <laughs> That's a thing too. Um, because of what I saw on Earthlings, the documentary, that made me stick to the diet, not just for selfish reasons, but because I, I was not the type of person who wanted to condone that type of violence. I'm someone who is trying to help people out of suffering in my day-to-day -day job. Also, if I saw somebody kicking a dog, I would go and fuck them up. Like mm -hmm. I would not be yeah. okay with that. I would at least try to stop it as best I could um, and try to help this individual just like I would with a human. And then I thought, well, just like I would with a pig. Yeah. So why am I paying somebody to do all this dirty work for me? I couldn't do it myself. I would try to stop him doing it if I saw him doing it, but I'm okay with the finished product and putting it in my mouth. And like that just is um, an inconsistent belief 
system and um, a double standard and hip, hip, hypocrisy. I don't want to be hip, hypocritical if I don't have to. Like if we need to eat animals to survive, okay, I'm not going to feel bad. But now that I know we don't, well, then I can not see any justification for continuing. In fact, I see many reasons not to. Um, they're all good reasons not to. I can't see a single good reason to, except for you like the taste, but that's not a good reason. And what I learned soon later is that vegan ribs are a thing and mm. vegan chocolate and vegan ice cream. Ben and Jerry's got it out. We've got vegan burgers right now. Um, Beyond Meat is absolutely going off. You yeah. know, they're, they're they even have like synthetic ones where you could even create like a meat muscle. Would you eat that if it was created out of like stem cells? I wouldn't have an ethical concern with eating it. I just wouldn't eat it because of what I've learned about the uh, how unhealthy it is to yeah. consume the cholesterol and um you know just flesh in general and plus we have vegan alternatives that are made from plants so they're healthier that taste exactly the same so i, I don't really personally see mm -hmm. a need for that but um i'm totally happy for that to come into existence i think it's the alternative meats that are going to really help um, bring animals out of this holocaust mm -hmm. because people just aren't that aware a lot of the time of what they're contributing to i definitely wasn't for 26 years and even when you become aware, not everyone is willing to do the mm. work it takes to break a bad habit. You know, people are stuck in a lot of bad habits and they don't have the time and they feel like it's going to be too much work. I felt that as well. Um, I was just luckily in a place where I was willing to do the work. Not everybody is. And so I think that that's why currently Beyond Meat on the same shelf as the meat that you usually buy. Maybe it's a little more expensive now, but as we purchase it more and more, mm. they are able to put the prices down, down to the point where it's actually cheaper than regular flesh. And that's when people will buy it. It's healthier, it's better for the planet, no animal cruelty, just as much protein, all the nutrients you need. You'd be crazy not to buy it at that point when mm. it becomes cheaper as well. Mm. Um, but when I learned that, you know, I was vegetarian for the animals, thinking that I was doing the right thing. And then when I came to, you know, for the vow of silence, I went and did a Vipassana meditation course where I had an idea to uh, not speak for an entire year to raise awareness for something I cared about. The only thing I really felt very strongly about all of a sudden was this topic of, hey, you love animals. Why are you eating them? Do you know what happens to them for them to become a neatly wrapped package on the supermarket shelf? It is the worst thing you'll ever see. You won't even be able to look at how your food is prepared, let alone be able to go and visit a slaughterhouse. They won't even let you in. You know, that kind of thing is, is um, not allowed. You're not allowed to see the food production and they don't label it correctly and they have all this propaganda about it being humane and free range and grass fed as if it matters what their diet was before they got stabbed to death. You know, so there's all these kind of marketing gimmicks that are um, put there specifically to basically condition us to not think about what we're doing, who we're doing it to, um, the impact that that has and um, just basically what an injustice that is. We would never be okay with that happening to dogs or to especially to humans. And so you've got to ask, well, why is it not okay to slit the throats of humans, but it is okay to slit the throats of pigs, cows, chickens, fish. You've got to have a very important, a very important um, attribute that these animals mustn't have or do have that we mm. don't, that justifies it. And there isn't one. It's just species. That's just like saying, well, they're women, so we can do whatever we want. Or they're black, so we can enslave them. It's like, uh, no, the color of your skin doesn't give you the right to enslave mm. somebody. <laughs> and whether you're a man or woman doesn't mean that you're um, more entitled to, to um, define the rights of somebody else's life. And when somebody is a different species than you, you do not get to choose um, to force them into existence against their will by putting them into a device commonly known as a rape rack. And then 
ending their life when you feel like it just so you can eat their body for just a taste so I went vegan soon later because I learned that there's just as much cruelty in dairy, just as much cruelty in eggs. Leather is literally the skin ripped off an animal. Um, for products that we test on animals, we do animal testing for pointless things like shampoo. When did, when did lots you of things. decide to like have the vow of silence? It was it was on my fifth day of my vipassana meditation. I had a very strong sensation come over my body that I feel was my body trying to get me to speak because I hadn't spoken in the five days of this meditation, and then I. I um I just sort of thought about it. Well, my body was trying to get me to speak. I've never really been five days deep into not speaking before. Um, it was then that I thought maybe I could do this to raise awareness for something. If I spoke, if I didn't speak for a year, that would be interesting. It would be something that I haven't really heard of being done before. Animals, although they do have a voice and they scream and they cry and they communicate in many different ways. For example, pigs, they, they say 80 different things to each other that we're aware of using their verbal cues and also body language. So they're highly intelligent beings with a sophisticated language. Um, but when it comes to how we hear their voices, they're basically voiceless. We don't even hear them. We don't hear the screams from the slaughterhouse or the factory farms or anywhere else. So I saw them as voiceless. I thought, well, if I'm voiceless for a year, that is, uh, you know, that that draws attention to their voiceless mm. plight as well. What was that like, just being quiet for that long? It was. I would go insane. It was so long, man. Bro, you know, bro. after a month, I was like, oh shit. Can <laughs> you grunt? Can you grunt and like make noises? I laughed. Um, I, I allowed myself to laugh. You know, much not much you can do about that. But that was it, man. I didn't. So um, you carried like a sign around and just. Wrote I'd it. write a lot. I filled many books. I I also got pretty good at just um, using my mouth to yeah. say words without actually having sound come out. Dude, like I hacked it. In you should way. have. You should have uh, got like one of those Stephen Hawking machines. You know that that would been dope. That I think that would got like even more attention. Yeah, I should have done that. And then um, <laughs> Shit. What, 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 what voice would you have like used or like a Morgan Freeman? Oh, yeah, know? for sure. You're like, fuck my voice. I'm going to sound like Stephen Hawking. Uh, it comes from Bob Marley yeah. or something. <laughs> what was the hardest thing about that? Because, you know, it's almost like a meditation itself. And almost like when I don't speak, I almost just hear like my internal thoughts. So you probably almost felt like it was a year long Vipassana where you just were observing your thoughts. Yeah, well, even getting to the point where I was actually going to go through with it. Because for a while I was like, okay, you know, do I really want to do this for animals? No yeah. one else, like... At this time, this is like seven years ago right now. Yeah. There wasn't a big vegan movement happening. A lot of talk about animal liberation. I was telling people and they're like, I don't really care. You know, I'm still going to eat my bacon, whatever. And I'm like, fuck's wrong with everybody. I, I feel like this is so important. Well, I didn't really understand the level of conditioning that is put on us from such a young age. So I was confused myself at first. I'm like, is this really a big deal? Um, and I started to really do the research to find out, you know, about the environmental devastation and um, just, just all of it. And it took me months before i was like okay i am actually going to do this vow of silence i'm planning for it i've created a website i'm going to do it that alone took a lot of um mental battle during that first vipassana course i decided i would never do drugs again um which you know that is something that has you know there's certain drugs i will still never do again and i am more open to using certain plant medicines in medicinal ways now but for a lot for six years i was not um so for that first year it was very important for me and sort of like an ongoing meditation to stay in that same headspace that mm. was saying yes do this vow of silence do it take a leap of faith you might fail you might not help anybody no one might not even hear about it um but take a leap of faith man because 
it's not that often that you get an idea to do something big with your life that could potentially have a big impact. I saw that there was potential there and, um, and you have the ability to do it. And I think I can go a year, even though I wouldn't, I wasn't able to like Google, yo, yeah. what was your vow songs for a year? Like there was no like community, like, <laughs> there was no like vow songs a year anonymous. You not. just go in a circle, yeah. like, and you guys just don't talk in the circle. Cause you guys are all in the vow of silence. Yeah. <laughs> like I, yeah, there was no one to speak to. So I was sort of nervous, you know, is this going to send me crazy? What is the um, outcome going to be from this? So what was the, the hardest part about that? Yeah. Well, f- well just, just the, you know, just the unknown man, just, um, would this be pointless? Would I fail? I was worried about failing and then doing a disservice to the animals, making things worse for them. Like, yeah. oh, look at this vegan. Like this fucker. Yeah, He's not even Australian. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, but when the vow science began and up to this point, I was still toying with animal products at the time. I actually had a raging eating disorder. Um, I was bulimic, which stemmed from when I had cancer. When I had cancer, I was on a very high dose of steroids at times which just made me want to eat, eat, eat constantly, bro. I could not get satiated. Mm. And I put on about 35 kilos, about 50 pounds. Or was it 25 kilos? I actually forget right now. Um, no, it was about 25 kilos or so. So about 50 pounds, um, nearly like just so fast that I got stretch marks on my body that literally ripped and bled. Um, mm-hmm. Original, like they weren't already there. You're just growing so fast. So fast, man. And so this... This um, led me to a problem with emotional eating. All I could do in hospital was eat. I wasn't allowed to go anywhere. I wasn't allowed to see anybody. Um, I was just eat, 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 eat with this insatiable appetite. That led to this like very um, big problem with binge eating where I just sort of couldn't stop myself. And that got to a point where I was binge eating so much that the only logical thing to do was to vomit it back up otherwise like what made sense just vomit it back up or just sit there in the worst discomfort for the rest of the day. Um, and when I learned that I could do that and be less uncomfortable, I, I, um, I just kept that up and it became, it wasn't like a body image thing, which I think a lot of people with eating disorders have. It was more just, I was addicted to eating. I could yeah. not stop um, from, um, you know, reveling in the sensation of consuming food and putting food into my mouth and chewing and swallowing. Um, and I'm very grateful for the Vipassana meditation course, which I've, I've done nine of these courses now. And I learn more each time. Can you time. explain that, that what that is for everyone? Yeah, I'd love to. Um, Vipassana, the story goes that Vipassana meditation is the meditation technique discovered by the Buddha, um, Gautama Buddha. So many people around there knew that suffering began from either craving something you don't have or resisting something that you don't want that you do have. And that's... The Buddha's discovery was where did that suffering begin though? So did it begin with you thinking about those things? Oh, I want this. I want that. Oh, I don't want this. Um, And his discovery was no. What about the emotions that come from those thoughts or something like that? His discovery was no. What he did was, this is how the story goes. I was out and I wasn't there. We, we're not scientists. Yeah. <laughs> but the Buddha was like a scientist, um, a scientist. He was a badass, dude. Yeah, he was like a scientist of the body, man. He, yeah. he went, um, he learned things that scientists learned using instruments, whereas he learned on a very direct experience level. With his body, actually. Exactly. Yeah. With his own experience. Instead of these instruments have told me this thing, he learned it on a much deeper level. And what he learned was that when one of your senses has been hit, or, or turned on. For example, you see something favorable or unfavorable. Smell, taste, hear, think something favorable or unfavorable. The very first thing that happens is a physical sensation on your body. Now, that's not something that we know just by um, 
by our day-to-day lives. This is what he, this is his main contribution here. Where does suffering begin? So the very first thing that happens is a physical sensation on your body. It may come as an itch. It may come as pain. It may come as pressure. It may come as, um, you know, discomfort or dampness, any physical sensation. It seems so, um, so mundane. So what is like, what is the point of observing your physical sensations? But his discovery was if you observe these physical sensations rather than react to them, because this is the deepest, the deepest part of your mind. So a physical sensation appears. Usually we go, ah, a nice sensation and we get addicted to this. And then just like every single thing in nature, every single sensation is impermanent. So the impermanence of this good sensation it is going to go. And what you have done by going, oh, it's good. Oh, I like this. Yes, yeah, stay, stay. Wait a minute. Where are you going? No, no, come back. That was so good. Mm. That is where the, the attachment is created at the deepest level. And then that is where you need to work to work with your suffering. When a uncomfortable sensation comes, you straight away resist. No, ow, I don't want this. Um, and so you suffer immediately. And then you get into these habit patterns of as sensations come, you are thrown up and down, up and down, up and down, and just not steady. And you react blindly to these things. It's almost like it's hardwired and then out of nowhere, you just not even think anymore. And it's just like your default state. Exactly. You're reacting to sensations all the time and you don't even know, why do I feel good today? Why do I feel Mm -hmm. bad today? Because you're reacting to these sensations on a very deep, subtle level. And so the Buddhist technique is to sit well, you don't have to sit, but basically it's two equal parts. You observe the physical sensations on your body. So that is it. That is 50% of the technique. Observe the physical sensations on your body. And the other 50% is to remain equanimous with these sensations. Um, funnily enough, I just did my ninth course and finally this word equanimity, finally I understood what it was, man. Nine... Like How do you even say that? Equanimity. Equanimity. Sounds like CNN enemy. <laughs> they say like finding Nemo. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, what does equ- that mean? Equanimity is to um, basically to observe objectively, to not crave good things, to not resist bad things, to just observe the situation or the moment as it is, with a perfect balance of your mind. Just be detached. Yep, just look at it. Just mm. see. And what are we looking at? The physical sensations. So if you're doing two, those two things, observing the physical sensations and just looking at them objectively, just mm. remaining, no matter what it pops up as, um, it is what it is. A good sensation doesn't mean you're progressing on the mm. technique. It doesn't mean you're doing well. They just come up. They manifest. You don't choose them. And a, a uh, discomfort or a uncomfortable sensation doesn't mean you're regressing. Mm-hmm. So don't judge them because judging them just adds to more attachment. Oh, these ones are good. These ones are bad. So when good ones come, I'll be happy. When mm. bad ones come, I'll be unhappy. When good ones leave, I'll be unhappy. Like, it's just, um, it's, yeah, it's, you get thrown around. With it. You're not choosing how mm. to feel. And so what you're doing in this particular um, technique is things come and you look at them objectively and things that used to throw you up and down, you just become so much more solid, so much more peaceful um, because you are constantly in this state of observation, just saying, oh, there's that. Usually I'd react with anger to that. But now I have this space between mm. that, between anger where I get to choose. Oh, I'm going to react like this. The same way I always want to react with positivity, with gratitude, with love, with compassion, with all the high vibe frequencies. Did you start like tripping out maybe on like day five or day seven? Because I have friends that do Vipassanas all the time. And they said, it's like the first two days are like, oh man, I literally can't talk. 
They feed me very little portions. Um, <laughs> and then they're literally just like meditating for 10, 15, uh-huh. 16 hours a day. The first day they're like, this was a dumb mistake. The second day they're like, get me the fuck out of there. They're trying to like think of like exit routes. <laughs> and then the fourth day, it's almost like, cause it's depriv- it's like depriving you from all senses basically. You know, you can't yeah. look at anyone in that no. face. There's no eye contact. You can't even exercise. No writing, no reading. I no had a nothing. friend, she literally just looked at a flower for like eight hours. <laughs> wow. And then my Beautiful. other friend um, just said like at day five, he just had nonstop boners. Oh, really? Just, yeah, like he just <laughs> wouldn't go down. Yeah, yeah, that happens. You, you get pretty freaky in your mind when you've got nothing else to look at. Yeah. <laughs> so, but like, what was your experience maybe on well, like I've had so many day now. five? Um, I mean, for me, that no, first- Extended boners, bro? Uh, uh, at times, <laughs> thankfully, something to play with. <laughs> you can't even do that, dude. You just have to look at it and just observe. <sighs> well, well, you know, if you get him, if you get, yeah, you're supposed to do that. If you know you're getting bonus, you know you're probably thinking about way too much shit, and you need to just no, come no, back no, no. To physical sensation. I, I disagree because sometimes when I'm so present, they just arise. Oh, really? Kind of like a thought. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, it could, all, it could also just be from um, some sort of physical sensation that stimulates the nerves or yeah. something like that too. But anyway. Um, my first, my first Vipassana, my day five was, hey, you should do a vow of silence for a year. Yeah. And cause I'd been meditating and I'm like, shit, I'm in such a good mood. Yeah, I'm doing it. Like, this is a great idea. Yeah. I'm going to shut the fuck up for 30 minutes. <laughs> 100%, 100%. And so, um, you know, the, the rest of the year was, do I really want to do this? <laughs> and, and cause I had decided I'm never, I'm not doing drugs. Yeah. Um, I stayed in this headspace of, cause if I had maybe smoked a little weed or done this or that, I may have just been like, yo, having a good time right now. By the way, that idea you've been playing with, nah, don't do it. <laughs> don't just fear-based, just change my reality a little bit. And mm. just, so I'm really glad I stayed in that um, consistent headspace. And eventually I was like, yeah, this is something I really want to do. I can see some good here. The most challenging part of the year, um, cause but, what I did, I, yeah. I drove around Australia in a camper van. I wrote Oh, just like a little van kind of thing. I wrote a blog um, trying to educate people on the things I was learning. Mm-hmm. I was visiting factory farms, you know, during that time to sort of at night, we were doing a lot of rescues and um, just seeing things for myself for the first time rather than just on YouTube, just having my own direct experience of the magnitude of the unnecessary suffering taking place. Did you save up for that or were you doing something like I online? I saved up for that because um, the year prior I was working on a cruise ship. Mm. And on a cruise ship, you don't work, you, you don't um, spend much you know, mm. you are working constantly for one thing. Mm. And also you uh, you have your food paid for, you mm. have your accommodation paid for. So I was just stuck on this ship for nearly a year. And um, yes, I'd saved enough by that point. I, and then I spent the year that I was planning the vow silence, another year of saving. Mm. Um, and yeah, so that's what I used to fund myself to get around Australia. I ended up, my van broke down and I cycled from Darwin to Sydney. Also just as a way to show people that you can be athletic, fit, strong, do things on a plant-based diet which um, the Game Changers documentary. Yeah, you're swole, bro. Like, well, I've just started training again, actually. I gave you a hug. I'm like, damn, dude. Oh, thanks, bro. I appreciate that. Made out that. of tempeh? What? <laughs> <laughs> some tofu game. He, he squeezed me a little too tight. I was like, <coughs> I, I felt the same. <laughs> um, I, um, I've just started training again after actually yeah. healing an injury that I've had since I had cancer oh, when I was, was 17. It, what was injury? Uh, it was a neck injury, actually. It's, it's really interesting, man. Like, I'm, I, I'm so grateful, bro. This is the best thing that's happened to me in a decade almost um, because I was in constant pain every single day in my neck and I always thought I hurt myself when I was 21. Um, when I, I remember the first time I injured it, I was doing chin-ups when I was 21 and mm. just clunked out of place. And since then, every oh. single day, every single day has been pain. And sometimes it's to the point where I'm in bed for two weeks, I can't yeah. move. Um, and I saw a friend of mine who's become a chiropractor who's like a body psychic, bro. He's like on another level. It's like he's got another sense. He just yeah. looks at you and he's like, yo, you got this, you got that. And he's crazy. And um, anyway, he, he did some manipulations of my spine and 
what, that that gave me some relief. But what actually helped me from seeing him was he said, "Dude, it wasn't when you did those chin ups. You need to go back further in your memory." And like I mentioned about those stretch marks I got when I was seventeen. I had some on my arms and what I would do to cover them was I'd shrug my shoulders uh, so that my sleeves would cover them. Right. And the I, entire and time, my bro, I, like I have curious all the time. So he's, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if, you like watch, if we shave your eyebrows too, like you just look surprised <laughs> all the time. <laughs> if you watch my videos and I never noticed it before, you can see that my shoulders are always shrugged. And this is just something, a revelation from January this year. Yeah. So he's like, I think it was something earlier. And then I, I started thinking about it. I'm like, fuck, you know what I used to do? I used to always shrug my shoulders. Do I still do that? Mm. And it's nearly 15 years on. And I started paying attention that day. I came, became aware. And I'm like, holy shit, I'm doing it right now. Drop. Mm. And I'm like, am I doing it now? I'm doing it constantly through the day. I was like, man, I'm so, it was so key to have to go back to that initial yeah. time. Because now I have, I know the problem. I, I've, I've seen so many people. I've spent so much money. What the fuck is wrong with my neck? Everyone's like, I can fix it. I can fix it. No one does shit. Mm. Buy this pillow, you know, try this supplement. And I've, I've spent hundreds of hours getting massage and acupuncture. All knees massage? Oh, yeah. Massage oh. finished. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the key, the, and I always prayed. I, I'd spend every dollar I had to fix it. But I just always prayed. Oh, if only it was something so simple, you know, that I could just do myself. Imagine that. And you know what it is? It's just, I got to bring my shoulders back down. That's all That's it, it is. Dude. So, so all I'm doing, I've been doing it while we've been chatting. I'm sitting on this seat. Yeah. I grab the seat in between my knees mm. and I just um, hold it there so I can kick back and stretch my neck. And the, the uh, amount of tension in there yeah. from 15 years of holding my shoulders up is just incredible. But, um, but that's like normal people's like default states. Like even when I'm like riding in a scooter, I'll feel tension and I'm like, why am I feeling tension around? It's like the body's like almost like always in this constant fear mm. and you just got to like learn how to like breathe into it and you never realize just how much tension like even just totally. lives on your face, bro. Mm, like most absolutely. of the world just looks constipated all the time because they're just like <laughs> yeah. tense by everything. Absolutely, man. It's a, it's a pretty intense world we live in. But um, I think as well, just like, you know, somebody yeah. who feels closed off will shrug their arm, will uh, cross their arms. But also someone who shrugs their arms, uh, why am I saying shrugs? Someone who will cross their arms will also start to feel closed off. It goes yeah. both ways. And mm -hmm. the same with that tension, that, that posture that I had created for myself that I had been, um, that had become my new posture, which was causing me so much pain. Mm -hmm. It was also someone who was sort of shrugging their shoulders up like that. It's not a very confident, strong posture. Did your and traps get big from that though? No, they got sore from that, man. Yeah, because they, got, they just were this. tight. Yeah. I was doing chin-ups like in the worst. Yeah. So I couldn't train. I couldn't do anything. So um, I remember how I got started talking about this, but I, yeah, it's one of the best things that's happened to me in a long time. Just having this realization and, and it's been a really important lesson actually to yeah. just for, you know, it makes me think, uh, realize that mm. when, when, I'm, when I'm going through something now, I really want to go back to when did I first start thinking like this? When did I first start having this pain? What do you think it was? Um, for me, I know it was, um, when I got the stretch marks, I would shrug my shoulders to drop my sleeves over them and I never broke the habit. Yeah. That's all it was. So I was like, oh, I don't need to shrug. I don't give a shit about my stretch marks. I'm like, I got tattoos all over them now anyway. So I don't, why am I still did doing you start, this? Did years you start later? the tattoos just on the stretch marks and then just kind of like <laughs> circumnavigated? <laughs> no, I didn't. Like just like right here, like I had stretch marks too. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was like, yeah. oh yeah, I'll just put like some tattoos like right here and then. You I'll could say, do like, that. Mean something. Yeah. No, I didn't do that, man. I, I, all my animal, all my arm um, tattoos are actually animal rights related. Um, nice. like, for example, this line it says, "Lions kill for need, humans kill for greed." This is a tattoo. It was a photo of me when we rescued about two hundred baby chicks mm. from a farm. Um, they're the the males who usually get shredded alive mm. at like three days old, 
and it says we are fighting until every cage is empty not until every cage is comfortable um this is a a cow getting slaughtered. You can take off your shirt if you want for the viewers. <laughs> <laughs> There's like little vegan says, girls that are watching. Oh, there you like, go. Oh my God, <laughs> <Jane tells me. laughs> says, um, Auschwitz begins. Auschwitz begins yeah. whenever someone looks at a slaughterhouse and thinks they're only Fuck. animals. Just like they thought they're only Jews. They're only snakes. They're yeah. only rats. Dude, your tattoo is so much yeah. more badass than mine. Like I just got like, like you see this bro? Oh, what is that? Uh, it was supposed to be an airplane so that if I got like a Russian girlfriend like and she was walking into the waterfall, I could just like hold her and like, you know, oh do the spot. Oh my God. Really? <laughs> but it literally looks like, you know, when your towel is wet and you just want to like hang it on a hanger. Oh, yeah. it does. Like a women's bathroom yeah, yeah, sign. Yeah, the lazy yeah. hang. Yeah, so fuck, fuck you, Mike. <laughs> for like getting those tattoos. I want to say that it means something. Like your yours is dope. You're like, oh, this means you know, like the savior of the universe and the Gandhi, <laughs> the Gandhi of animals everywhere. And I'm just like, this is just fucking because I saw it on Pinterest. Well, I, I, got some, I, got some, I got some like that too, bro. Don't worry. Which one is it? Which one is? Because right now I only see like the. Um, you well, got a show. What have I got? I, you know what? I got it removed. Actually, I got a couple uh, of my favorite. Uh, <laughs> I got one on my back that I'm in the process of getting rid of too. I want to get some better shit. But um, yeah, I, I'm getting a tattoo um, in a few days, actually, inspired by my last Vipassana course. Oh, yeah. At the end of every course, they do a, a discourse, which is a one-hour video, and I've heard them all nine times now. It's one hour each day, and it, something new always resonates with me, and this time what resonated with me was something that I've never even like it's never resonated at all. So it's always just so interesting how yeah. that happens on different stages of your journey. Something else means the same, the same thing you've heard a million times. It means something totally different to you. Mm. This time it was a poem and the poem goes, it is easy to be joyful in life when everything flows like a sweet song, but the man worthwhile is the man with a smile when everything goes dead wrong. Mm. And for me, that was just, I just, thought yeah no matter what happens no matter how seemingly bad it is the best thing is always just to like learn how to be happy through it why waste a second of being mm -hmm. anything less than happy i mean certain certain things i feel like do have value you know i think like for example i'm heading into a slaughterhouse tonight in bali to do some filming and mm -hmm. um, should we go yes are we invited yeah if you want to come you yeah should definitely all right we'll come. go Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. Sweet. Damn, so, you're going to turn me back really vegan. Yeah, yeah, dude, I'm done. Sure. I don't got anything to do on Saturday. Yeah, let's do here it. Here in Jakarta. You'll, you'll get another camera guy here. Dude. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. That'd be super great. super curious because, like I said, um, like, like the reason why I like you is we, we share a lot of beliefs, right? Like, not just even in terms of, like, nutrition, but, like, mindset-wise, which is fucking dope, you know? Um, and it, it's just so awesome because I feel like for this to happen, you know, the world will have to, of course, raise their vibration. It's going to be like conversations that are authentic, mm. that aren't really worrying about propaganda or like trying to influence someone to do things because we think we have like a hidden agenda, but to just do this. Um, but I, I literally have so much freaking questions because what happened to me, dude, I was vegan for 30 days. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I find this whenever I do vegetarian or veganism, the first two weeks um, dude, I'm like so clear, dude. I'm like, mm. like everything is just, and I, I just want to ecstatic dance all the time and meditate and literally, like you said, you are what you eat. I'm literally like one of those just plants that are just. <laughs> or a willow tree. Yeah, or uh, <laughs> you ever see on the side of the road when like, it's, it's like a new restaurant happens and it's like one of those like blow up dolls with like the hands. It's, like, it's literally all I want to yeah. do. Cool. But then at the end of it, like um, I was also eating like 18 blocks of soy a day. So that probably wasn't doing anything. Um, uh, I maybe. just, I just felt like weird. And then, so yeah, can you describe that a bit more? Well, one of the biggest things is like, I, I didn't feel like drive. I just wanted to sit and meditate. Oh, interesting. And I have a lot of friends who are 
way smarter than me and super conscious. And even in terms of business, they find that they go and have to eat. When, when they eat plants, they just want to meditate and um, like more introspective, kind mm-hmm. of like almost as if it was a season. But when they go build their business, they would need to switch it up. And it might be like whatever the gut, because the gut mm-hmm. really controls everything, right? It's like a second brain or it might even be the first brain. Um, but it was extremely weird. So then there's this one guy over here. I don't know if you want to talk to him or not, uh, but he was vegan for three years mm-hmm. and he had like a bunch of like autoimmune diseases and whatnot. So he tested something else and then he tried being a carnivore for like 30 days and only eating meat. Mm-hmm. But he does it in like a way where like he hunts. So he'll, he'll do that. It won't like he tries not going like factory. He'll like literally hunt for it. Um, so then I tried that for 30 days and then I'm like in this big d- dilemma because like for example I, I have a puppy I care about animals I'm not a freaking atheist that's just like Hitler killing animals yeah. for fun you know what I'm saying mm. um, but then I started looking into things and m- taking my viewpoints out of things because mm-hmm. the thing about like these um, sides like left and right is sometimes we get the emotions to get the best of our own thoughts that we can't really solve the main problem at hand Mm -hmm. and that's just kind of really saving the planet right that's all we're really all trying to do and like saving the animals um but then i started you know bringing back my mind of for example biology like i was supposed to be a fucking dentist i was supposed to like fix teeth and one of the biggest things they teach of course is like evolution you know and what i'm curious about is in terms of this um and this is just more of like a biological point of view you're like mm. uh vegan so maybe you're more like educated to answer this but everything every animal every plant they're really just one thing that they're trying to do even us as humans doing even like the bullshit things that we do it's the the main reason in the back of our mind in our primitive brain is we're just all trying to basically survive and replicate right um like our biologically not like our fulfillment you know like when we meditate on the mountain well which, I don't know if I'd agree with that. Um, I mean, yes, that is two very important des- like needs that we have. But even the fears that we have, yeah. they're all based on, will this kill me or will this take away my resources, which will then potentially kill me and my family? All of them? Well, think about what what are like some fears that you had, for example, when you had bulimia? Yeah. And um, wh- what were like some of the fears? And a lot of it actually could stem from either some fear of death Right, like for example, public speaking. If you say the wrong thing, they're just gonna rock you to death. Or yeah. even like saying hi to a girl. You say hi to a girl, and if it's like the king's daughter, they'll just like kill you. That's why we have this fear. Okay. I actually, I actually, I'm down to just um, concede it because I don't think it even matters to yeah. go that deeply into this part of this conversation. So okay. sure, sure. Like let's say that it all does stem from those two things. Please continue. Yeah. So for example, um, there's plants that they're not just. You know, they were existed way before us and everything that moves evolution forward and biology forward is evolution, adaptation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's really one party does another thing, another thing does another thing. And it's literally like they're adapting against each other. And it's like an arms race on yep. them kind of like uh, evolving. And my thoughts on it, and this is like what his point of view was when he was like trying to tell me about carnivorism is plants like as animals evolve kind of like from monkey to man mm-hmm. get smarter. Um, a lot of ones that try to escape the evolutionary change will get, you know, like bigger nails or like sharper teeth or they'll get faster, they'll get smarter. The thing about plants, the only thing that they could do is 
they could just evolve so that it's not really pleasant to eat. And he yeah. was saying that, for example, caffeine is just something, an evolving way of a plant so that if a deer ate it, it would literally forget where that plant was so it wouldn't eat the rest of it. Wow, that's you awesome. Know? So I'm like curious, what are your thoughts? And this is just totally like hypothetical. Yeah. But there are some plants that um, even though we're like being able to eat them right now, mm-hmm. There's going to come a point, especially with like all the freaking mutations and the pesticides that some do that they literally just evolve. Kind of like when you take so many flu shots, the mm-hmm. flu just gets better and evolves. Um, I don't know if that's a fact that a mango will at some point stop being a delicious mango and have evolved to a point where humans don't enjoy eating it. Um, I'm not, I don't know if that's true. It doesn't sound true to me, actually. Um, even if plants had the level of consciousness to care if they were being eaten which i don't believe they do i don't believe there's any good evidence to show that plants have the capacity to care or they respond to stimuli like the sun comes out they open up they close a doorbell responds to stimuli when you put an electric current through and it dings the doorbell um i don't think though there's there's someone in that plant there is a heart a brain a a mind a consciousness um anywhere near to the level if maybe at all of what sentient beings have and so but like it's not even sentient beings so for example like certain finches on darwin's island would mm. get like weeded out of existence just because of like the evolutionary like uh things or like for example lions when there's too many poachers yeah. they just get extinct they don't necessarily have to be like um like conscious beings that are aware of their own existence but just evolution happens on everything you know like even like a rock and water uh-huh. you know just like the pressures. sure sure okay um well what the point i was making regardless of how you view plants although i think it's quite clear that we are um very much more conscious aware sentient beings than a plant some people aren't though dude some people are idiots bro well, yeah, <laughs> I, I take the plants over some people sometimes <laughs> certain plants i'll take over certain people yeah. no doubt like a venus flytrap you ever see those yeah but again just responding to stimuli yeah. I, I believe um so i think that even if plants did feel pain and we're like holy shit we're wrong they actually do they do have some sort of brain going on and they do feel pain even though they i don't believe there's any good evidence to show that it takes so many more plants to fatten up these animals yeah. before they are also killed. So we kill we, we kill uh, six to twelve times more plants. It takes up to sixteen times more land. It takes thirteen mm. times more water, eleven times more oil. It causes about fifty percent more greenhouse gas emissions to mm. farm animals versus plants. So even if you were caring about reducing plant casualties, you would still the path to least harm would be to again just eat directly a plant based diet. Um, if that's the question that you were asking. I don't even fucking know the question. I, I was confused <laughs> by the question. Yeah, so no, sometimes, it's like, <laughs> sometimes it's like blackout. And I'm like, this is fucking, this is where we're going. I'm going to say some more things to some stuff you said at the start. Yeah. Um, Cause yeah, I was like, I don't know what the question is. I'm just going to say some shit I want to say. Just say some shit. <laughs> we're all just trying to say some shit that we want to say. Um, I think what you said earlier about he has gone carnival. He only hunts, um, I think, that is a lesser of two evils. Good. They're not living a life of misery in a factory farm, but you're still ending the life of somebody against their will. Mm. If I do that to you, that's called murder. Even if I do it in your sleep and you don't feel a thing, it's still murder. Or in a hug. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, bro. Just so much fucking love. 
<laughs> so yeah, even a love hug that kills you, that's still manslaughter. <laughs> yeah, that'd be one way to go, man. Yeah. Um, but Death by James Aspie's hug. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I think that although this person is probably overall, if you want to scale it, causing less harm, it still yeah. doesn't justify unnecessary violence, unnecessary killing, which I believe is what he's doing because he can get everything he needs from a plant-based diet. Now, I don't know about his particular condition. You said that he had some sort of autoimmune disease yeah. um, that may have been there before he was vegan, may have... He was vegan since he was like a kid. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. So yeah, that may have been something that would have happened anyway. It may have been yeah. a cause of some sort of um, deficiency in his diet that could have been rectified by mm. a more appropriately planned diet. Could have been environmental. I actually have no idea. Obviously, I don't even know who you're talking about. Um, but for there is very, 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 very few conditions out there that the better choice to make would be to consume mm. flesh or cow's milk or hen menstruations mm. because those things contain things that are for sure negative, negatively impacting our health. And all the good things that are packaged in meat and dairy and eggs you can get packaged in other forms, all those nutrients, all those amino acids, all the protein, all the everything. You can get those same nutrients just packaged in a different form. This form is superior ethically because we're killing plants instead of plants and animals. It is superior environmentally because mm. it causes so much less devastation on the planet. Animal agriculture is a leading cause of deforestation, ocean dead zones, greenhouse gas emissions, um, it is, you know, there's 20,000 children starving to death every single day mm. on this planet. We are often importing the food from these places with the highest prevalence of starvation and malnutrition to fatten up these animals. These animals never go mm. hungry. We could redistribute just a portion of the food that we're fattening these animals up with to theoretically end world hunger nearly a dozen times. Um, so it's, it's superior in all of these ways. He could have just got those same nutrients from mm. this different packaging. There's nothing special about it, but you have to have it in the form of flesh. It's not about the flesh. It's about what nutrients you're getting. Are you getting all your essential nutrients? Are you getting your amino acids? Are you getting everything that you need to have an adequately balanced, mm. nutritionally, um, <clears throat> nutritionally adequate diet? And the fact is that, yes, you can 100% do that. And this isn't just like, oh, James Aspie's opinion is... This is based, first of all, the largest, um, it's called the, they've just changed their name. I think it's now called the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics in the USA. Sounds official. Yeah, something like that. They just changed yeah. it. I think that's what they've changed it to. N-D-N-W-A-C-C. <laughs> what, what did you say it was? Yeah. Academy of Nutrition. Oh, yeah, get it up, actually, because it'll- We got uh, Google, dude. Oh, yeah, let's do that. Academy of Nutrition we and Google Dietetics. Shit. In fact, it'll be easier you for you to, if you just write. Right there. Okay. Um. Uh, can you go to the wiki wiki of that? Okay. Right on the right there, bro. It says it right there. Yeah, yeah. I just want to read what it says right there on the Wikipedia. Mm, for those that are listening, he's pointing at the screen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, hit that. Um, okay, so I'll tell you what this is, and then we can look at what they've said about it. That's much better than me trying to. Mm -hmm. Right, we had this shit this entire time, the power <laughs> shit, of the universe, and we're like, yeah, so you know, some scientific study <laughs> that they said. Okay, so here it is. The Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics is the United States' largest organization of food and nutrition professionals and represents over 100,000 credentialed practitioners, um, registered dietitian, nutritionists, dietetic technicians, What was, what was the point of, of this thing? Well, so I, <laughs> I, I tell you. So now, if you can please Google search, um, it is the position of, and then write vegetarian. Yeah. 
Damn, we're on our like Joe Rogan right now, just thing. Googling shit. Right <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, so this is, the, this is the American Dietetic Association. That's their former name because this was um, a little while ago. But yeah. the, the position that they have had after um, doing a meta-analysis, which is a study of many of the studies on whether a vegan diet can be nutritionally adequate, they have mm. said, it is the position of the American Dietetic Association that appropriately planned vegetarian diets, including total vegetarian or vegan diets, are healthful nutritionally adequate and may provide health benefits in the prevention and treatment of certain diseases. Um, It goes on and on and on. Now, that's not just the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics. It is also the same similar body of um, scientists and the same organization in Australia, in Britain. Harvard Medical School have come out with a very similar statement. Um, Canada, basically, Mm. you know, all the... The world, is, the world is in agreement that this Ooh. is perfectly healthy for, and it says it says it is healthy for um, appropriate during all stages of the life cycle, including pregnancy, lactation, infancy, childhood, and adolescence, and for athletes, for everybody, mm. for the human body. For, you mentioned physiology earlier. We have the physiology of if you look up a comparative anatomy, comparative anatomy, um, vegetarian. Actually, just write comparative anatomy vegan, and I, it might come up with a specific slide that I'm thinking about. Yep, that's it. Any of any of those um, colorful ones down in the bottom okay. there. Oh, go, go to the second one. Not allowed. Some some sites aren't allowed here. For oh, some okay. Reason. Try it. No, 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 right it's, it's good. That's yeah. oh, good. It's just okay, one. just click that up, bro. Um, you, what you'll see on these comparative anatomy charts is that we are most closely, our physical anatomy most closely resembles that of a frugivore of a animal that thrives most on fruit. We're also very close. Would you ever try like fruitarianism? Nah, I wouldn't. Um, oh, no. I think it's unnecessary. I think you will find it much harder oh, to get all your nutrients if if even possible at all. Dude, I what think. is this? This actually looks like pretty interesting. Well, it is. Yeah, it shows, you know, carnivore, omnivore, herbivore, frugivore, and human. And you can see that, you know, people talk about our canines. First of all, the largest canines on any animal are on a... Um, I believe, is it the hippopotamus? I think so. And hippopotamus are totally vegan diet, um, as are some of the other strongest animals, elephants, rhinos, hippos. Yeah, so um, the comparative anatomy is very clear. We don't have the anatomy of a carnivore or even an omnivore. We The way we chew our, um, our uh, what are they called in our mouth, our enzymes, the breakdown food, um, the way we sweat our hands, um, we don't have claws like most of them do. The canines that we say, yes, that's what we call them, but they're not going to rip into a pig. We're not even going to be able to chase down a lot of the animals, you know, that um, like a rabbit, for example. It's yeah. very hard. We're just not built that way. When we see animals suffering, we don't get hungry and think, awesome, easy target. We think, oh, no, how do we help you? Yeah. Um, at least at this point in our evolution. Well, um, evolutionary wise, why do you think we just started eating meat in the first place? Because it was a high, um, uh, a food source with a high amount of calories that was available to us in times of scarcity um, and necessity. Also, there was probably less concern about the ethical implications. But um, like back in the day, I wouldn't even think that. Like for sure, it's like more ethical than now. But like something, for example, of because like in terms of evolution, right? Mm-hmm. And then I'm I'm, not, I'm taking like all like my own personal beliefs, your personal beliefs, like out of the equation and just sure. in terms of like evolution. Yeah. Of course we have like an unfair advantage cause we have like our brain, but back in the day, you know, if someone had to feed their entire family, mm-hmm. 
they would literally go with their bone arrow yeah. and they would go hunt like this giant wild boar. Yeah. And before they actually slit the throat, mm-hmm. they actually almost like pray, have this moment of gratitude, this connection with um, the animal and almost like just grateful because this is what's going to feed my family. Yeah. And that's cool. Yeah. But like, do you think the animal cared about that prayer when he was or she was dying from getting stabbed but in the if, throat? What if an animal is attacking another animal? Like, that's, you know? that's for survival. Um, and that's totally fair. Like that, that person who was feeding their family and also currently in this day and age, that still has to happen in some parts of the world. Yeah, wouldn't that I'm, be survival? Yeah, it is. It's just yeah. like a lion. So I, you know, obviously it's not good. Someone yeah. is suffering immensely and I don't think that's a good thing, but it's justifiable. Someone has to kill to survive. I completely understand that. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking to those people about why they should go vegan if they literally can't go vegan. I'm not yeah. saying, well, sacrifice like, yourself. Hey, man, yeah, you got, have you ever, <laughs> ever heard of Whole Foods? And it's just like this <laughs> yeah, freaking like Native American <laughs> in, in just, you know, well, there's some Beyond Meat. Yeah. There's some Beyond Meat. They're <laughs> like, what the fuck is they like fucking shooting with an arrow? <laughs> They're like, it's not moving. <laughs> yeah, I think um, that's a justifiable yeah. excuse, um, a reason to kill just like a lion does. But- the fact is that most of us listening to this podcast, probably all of us, are not in that situation. We do you think do it's have because the intention of humans when they hurt the animals is what gets you like the most angry? No, it's not the intention at all. Um, I mean, the intention is a problem because mo- most of the time the intention is, oh, I want something yummy to eat. Yeah, like it's there's no intention. But so how is that different from like a lion? Because a lion because wants- because lion has no other option. No, no other option. They have to kill to survive. They can't live on a plant-based diet, number one, and they don't have access to the to the information of how they could do that if they could, which they can't. Mm. Humans right now, we have an abundance of plant-based foods that give us all the nutrients we need to survive, thrive, and fight off disease. And therefore, animal products are completely redundant. So to continue to create a demand for torture abuse slaughter of innocent beings what is the justification it's not for necessity like a lion so what is it it's a habit it tastes good it's convenient none of those are good enough justifications for causing someone to suffer well there's like a big business behind it that's why it's like of course that's where all the propaganda comes from back in the day it's i mean when you're in this tribal time you know it was like okay because the other option would be your family would starve of course and that's why it's yeah And that's why it's totally different. It's a totally different situation. We have evolved now. You talked about evolution earlier. Where are we at right now? Well, meat eating may have, you know, there's, there's debate about this, um, may have helped our brain grow. The latest study that I saw about this from the University of Sydney was that actually it was um, complex carbohydrates that helped our brain grow more than anything. But let's just, let's just say that it was meat. Okay, cool. Meat may have even helped us in many other ways get us to the point where we are today. Cool. Is it helping us now? Is it necessary now? Is it a good thing to have now? Mm-hmm. Let's, let's observe this objectively right now and ask ourselves those questions. Is this a good thing or a bad thing? Is throat slitting a good thing or a bad thing? Would the world be better without it or would it be better with it? If we can get everything we need from mm. plants without all the throat slitting, I can't see a rational argument from anybody. Um, and, and it's beyond that now. It's a point where it's like, yo, not only... You're not just going to have to eat beans and tofu, even though you can make literally so many delicious, incredible burgers and pastas and um, 
and ice cream and all these things from from fruits and vegetables, nuts, grains, seeds and beans. It's phenomenal what you can make with a plant-based diet. Just look on any vegan recipe web, website and you'll see so many things that make your mouth water. Um, that was one of the biggest things that blew me away when I went vegan. I thought I was going to be sacrificing my enjoyment of food. But in mm. fact, I started enjoying so many new foods that I hadn't enjoyed before. How are those vegan ribs? Vegan ribs are the bomb, man. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't even know the difference in a lot of these alternatives. Yeah. So really, you're not even sacrificing that. All you're doing, we've got vegan cheese. All you're doing is going to the same supermarket. A lot of us are privileged to be able to go to the same supermarket. And instead of getting cow's milk, we just move half a meter to the right and we get soy, rice, almond, or coconut milk. That's all you had to do to be a healthier, yeah. more environmentally conscious, and far more ethical human. And honestly, we should not have the choice we shouldn't have the choice to put these innocent beings through this. The only reason why we do is because they can't fight back. That's why I have to do it. That's why other vegans are doing it. You know, this is one of the only causes where um, people who were enslaved mm. weren't able to be their own voice for their cause. So that's why it's a little bit harder because also my urgency isn't the same as if it was me in that slaughterhouse being pushed down that chute about to get killed or my family. Like I try to empathize and be like, this is my extended family. They're our mm. cousins in feather scales, wings or fur. They're, they're just like us. They feel like us. They breathe, eat, sleep, have families like us communicate like us they do everything like us they're they got a heart and a brain like us all the organs like us they're animals we're animals and we're evolved in a different way the reason why we're so evolved to be able to create a video and and talk like this we have a sophisticated voice box that's our that's our main special feature and it gave us the ability to create a sophisticated language and share information to the point where you know we've been able to build 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 on top of that that's something other animals don't have the ability to do to this extent. That's why we're so cool. That's why we got all this shit going on. But for the most part, yeah, we're apes, bro. We're, we're yeah. monkeys. And that shows in a lot of ways. There's a lot of stupid human behavior like war and, um, and really like meat eating currently. You know, I also am aware that it's just because people believe they need protein from meat. They need calcium from dairy. They need eggs for omegas. It's all just told to us by the people who want us to yeah. buy their shit. I think the dairy thing is the most fucked up thing because out of all the animals, right? Like we're literally the only ones that still drink milk after our infancy. And it's not even from like our own species, mm. which makes me like wonder who is the first person that was just like walking, just, you know, like mm -hmm. Farmer Bob, just walking, you know, like taking his corn out, sees like a freaking, like a wild cow before we domesticated them and just like imagine the thought that was going on in that first human that's just <laughs> like delicious. made it normal. Yeah, it's weird, man. It is totally weird. And then people think it's weird to have soy milk. And there's so much propaganda against soy as well. I'm not surprised. Yeah, what is that? Because like I think it's like absolute shit. But like, dude, a lot of people that are smarter than me uh -huh. have already done the studies and like soy, like and that that's that's the studies, right? But like anecdotally, when I was like eating all the soy, dude, like I just felt like emotional all the time. I didn't feel like driven. I felt like reactive. Okay. There could have been other reasons than just because you'd given up meat and started eating soy, you potentially were having withdrawals from the drugs Basically that are like in the meat that you're addicted going to. Menopause. Maybe you were. Yeah, fuck. Um, but, but the food that we're eating, the meat that people are eating is pumped with all kinds of shit. This isn't yeah. natural, just game out in the wild even if it dude, was i'm just gonna become an aeritarian i'm just gonna yeah, breathe the air, the, air <laughs> the sun dude and yeah, yeah bro sun gazing yeah. is cool 
Um, that's my next step for sure. Dude, you're gonna <laughs> nah, get so really. enlightened. No, I like eating, man. Um, I think though that yeah, it um, yeah, eating's amazing, dude. It's yeah, like up there with is. sex, right? Yeah, like, and it's like not. We say it's better. Some some say. I, I, don't, yeah. I don't know who they are, but like, it's like combine the two studies <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> James Ashby's yeah. a wild man, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think um, it it is weird to drink the milk of a cow. Think about it. Um, like th- th- this is a baby, bro, and they're supposed to grow into this this huge animal. No wonder people are getting, um, for example, that is a, a a big connection with breast cancer. It's growing yeah. tumors on on people's body. We're not supposed to drink the secretions from other ma- am- mammals, especially in our adulthood. Uh, it's just it just doesn't make any sense, and it um, is killing us. And that's another big thing about it. Like it pisses me off how much misinformation there is about diet. I was a personal trainer for seven years thinking I knew what I was talking about, but also so confused that diet like this, eat like that. And now it is so simple and it makes so much sense. Eat a whole food plant-based diet. Avoid processed food as far as possible. So basically you're just eating plants as many, all the plants, whatever plants, all the plants. And if you're eating them not processed, then you're eating them in the form that nature wanted you to eat them. Now you can do a bit of cooking, of course. Like I'm not saying be a raw vegan. I actually don't think that's the healthiest mm. way to live. We can even evolve more than what may have been the most simple natural diet and through learning and different processes like cooking. Do you think- And like supplementing. Do you think veganism is for everyone? Yes, man. Well, look, I think like, it's for everyone who can, be, everyone who can be vegan should be vegan. Because- yes. cause, um, like I've been like looking into this thing, for example, it's called like ancestral eating, uh-huh. eating how your ancestors. Why the would fuck eat? would we do that? What else do we do? <laughs> do you, do you want to also sleep how your ancestors slept in a cave? Well, I'm just talking about evolution, right? Cause think okay. about this, like your body, like, like for example, if you take someone, for example, in Norway, right? Where yep. they have like a high, like fish diet. And then, you know, they're getting all the omega fatty acids. Mm-hmm. They're good. You remove them. You give them a diet, for example, like a Western diet. It yep. doesn't have that. They tend to, and these fucking studies that I was told by people that are way smarter than me because I'm just a fucking moron, um, they would just tend to start getting more of like a higher probability of depression because they don't have that, you know? Potentially, but again, you don't need to eat meat to get omegas. Um, You can get it from an algae-based supplement. You can get it from chia seeds. You can get it from flax seeds. You can get it from um, walnuts. You don't need to kill someone to get omegas, just like any other nutrient. What about blood types? You think certain blood types? Total joke. What are they saying about that? It's a total joke. It's like saying that it's it's just based on bad science. So it's like saying, oh, well, I'm a Scorpio, so I need to eat. Uh, It's just basically the same thing. How many my star signs? Yeah, yeah, just, just based on bad science. So yeah, I would. I don't think there's any reason at all to um, like my blood type diet is um, says that I'm not meant to be vegan. I've never felt healthy or better. My I have no deficiencies in my diet. How long? My blood how long probably, is your? How long have you been vegan for? Six years. Yeah, six years in January. Um, full hundred percent. No sex drive. Still good. Still good, bro. Yeah, bro. Okay, let me put it this way. Okay, so okay, I was yeah. vegan. Yeah, bro. When I tested carnivore, just like tested the other side of things, yep. like testing my body and like eating this like local source goat and yep. like eating goat brain and like goat stomach. Like, dude, the, the first thing that I immediately noticed mm-hmm. was just like obnoxious boners for like, mm. like 19 hours. Well, we, 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 <laughs> is that, is that because of the meat or like, what would you say? It, it could potentially be because of the hormones in the meat. I couldn't give you a definite answer on that. Although just when it comes to boners, <laughs> 
Um, the You're like what podcast am I getting on? <laughs> the best kind. <laughs> what um, if you look up the oh here we vegan go vegan verse? It's Be in careful the game, when in you the put chain. when you put boners in freaking Google. Yeah, right here. This We're gonna is put, a increase the and then put an eggplant here. Yeah, vegan verse um omni um erectile dis- erectile dysfunction. Yeah, they were saying like okay, so my friend he said that I don't even fucking remember this one maybe you should talk to him um yes that would be a good one would you actually want to talk with him he's like as long as you guys just don't like fight you know yeah i mean i'm open to talking to anybody bro look i'm i can only i'm not a doctor either i'm only sharing what i have learned from other doctors so i can go through all this with him oh this would be actually amazing because like dude literally like in my mind because i'm just dude for me as an entrepreneur I'm just trying to optimize my mind. Of course, right? of That's course. literally like sure. I, like my mind. And then I love animals, but like my mind, if, if it's going to take away from my mind, mm. I'm going to have to choose my mind. I, I would say this. You know? I would say this. Um, the frequency, oh, how do I say it? When you stop consuming the products of violence and suffering yeah. and torture and death, which is not the type of person you are, Mike, you are not a killer. You are not an abuser. You are not a violent person. As far as I know, you seem pretty <laughs> chill. I don't know what you do on the so weekends. That's what the Russian girls say. For <laughs> yeah. yeah, as far as I know, you're a good person, bro. Yeah. I, I'm sure that if you saw someone in need, you would help them. Just like almost yeah. every single human. There's only very few who are hardwired differently mm-hmm. um, or environmentally damaged. But I feel like for the most part, humans are compassionate beings. When you are doing something every day that is going so far against your your core values, your inner compassion, that that light inside of you, when you are going so far against that to the point of paying for throats to be slit and babies to be robbed from mothers and babies to be tortured and killed and stealing milk from mothers and, and them to be raped in a fucking rape rack and shredding babies for eggs and all of this shit. When you're paying for that, to think that that doesn't have, especially after our conversation now, when you're even more aware, to think that that's not going to have some sort of mm. impact on your state of consciousness, on your vibration, on 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 your value system, on how you see the world, um, and also on how you see yourself, your own personal karma, or something that you create with yourself by knowing certain things and doing other things. Um, that alone, I think, is mm. going to affect your mind. Now, when it comes to um, consuming a plant-based diet, you are in alignment as far as practically possible with your core values. And I feel like a different person in many ways. I feel more connected to who I was always supposed to be. I feel mm. more connected to nature. I have my eyes open to other beings in a completely different way. Like I see them all now as people. They're all people. They're all individuals with their own heart and a brain. They're you not the stupid ones. Yeah. They're non-human people and those ones are non-human idiots but they're still whatever they're still individuals that that mind altering mind opening experience of connecting to all life on earth rather than just humans and dogs that alone is a phenomenal transformation of the human mind the human ego Mm. The, the amount of cognitive dissonance that you need to have to be able to pat one animal and pay someone to stab another the way that is negatively impacting your brain and your critical thinking skills and things like that. I mean, I can't tell you exactly how, but I know it definitely is. It's affecting your critical thinking skills. It's affecting your um, ability to do what's right 
and to live in alignment with who you truly are. There's many, many different things that is affecting. Um, Now, when it comes to, will it actually slow my brain down? No, you are getting all the nutrients you need. That's all you need to worry about. It doesn't matter how they come. You're getting it in plant form. Without all the things that slow you down, that block your arteries like cholesterol, um, you are are improving brain function. You're improving... Mm everything bro Dude. you're supposed to live like this our physiology says that the the leading scientists hundreds of thousands of them all mm. agree on it your mate i don't know who he is but i can tell you this would you would you have a conversation because like for I, me like I would. you'll have you you have like scientific studies and he'll show scientific and studies that's the and thing his look, scientific study and then i'm just like fuck dude, of course this, this is look, so much I understand more complicated that. than I, understand when I was just that. a little kid you that's the problem with scientific studies. It's easy. None of them are scientists. I mean, <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's, it's just so easy for me yeah. to show one and then for them to show yeah. one. And I'm actually, I would probably recommend him to um, discuss it with vegan gains. I could do it, but um, I'm more focused on the ethical side of things. Yeah, that's what I see. Cause, cause I care more about that. I want people to make the connection yeah. that what they're doing is actually uh, very wrong, very immoral, unjust, not in alignment with with the values they already have. Mm. I'm not saying you should be vegan and here's why I'm like, yo, you already agree with being vegan. You just need to align your actions mm. with the values because what you're doing is not who you really are. And mm. you've just been taught to do that and conditioned by mm. society. And I want to break you out of that shit. One yeah. of the weirdest things that I just got, like, as you just said, is almost like when you go to, for example, a restaurant and like there's animals, you're literally almost like paying an assassin to assassinate someone's family and yeah. feed you. That's kind of like, no, you, like you weird. Are. I thought about And that. you don't need to do that. Yeah. Like, you know, average person kills... Um, directly 100 to 150 animals a year to consume wow that alone is not to mention the knock-on effect of many other things but that directly is 150 sentient beings like you and i who feel pain and suffer like you and i who feel fear and terror like you and i who are not getting sent to the slaughterhouse because of you and i that alone is a massive impact and when you go Mm. further than that and put it on a podcast and talk about it to however many people i don't even have a clue how many people. five bro there's five subscribers (laughs) this is all all five of you guys all five of you all five yeah yeah. (laughs) these are all the people that just watch However many it is, the we're just massive fanboys, bro. We just we don't even have a podcast. We just we, we, we don't even have we don't even have a podcast. Yeah, yeah. We just remove the bed. We're like Hanson, get we, we gotta return all these oh lights God, and James everything. Asties and here. <laughs> James Asties here. We gotta like, yeah. No, we don't have podcasts at all. Oh, that's cool. Even then, for you four. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine how weird that would have been though? Oh, I'd be so honored, bro. <laughs> yeah, you'd be like, dude, these fuckers. I'd be fuckers so, I'd be so honored. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're just like little fangirls. Like, oh my God, James <laughs> that guy though, who you want me to potentially talk to, which I'm totally happy to and open yeah. to. I, the studies go, they, they do go both ways. Although the largest study ever conducted on nutritional disease shows that the optimal diet for humans is a whole food plant-based diet. Mm. Um, so look, there's there's many different ones we could go on. And, what up, what and about fe- carbs? What about carbs? Cause like I have a one, like we have like a mentor. He's like someone that I respect the most. Yeah. And he's just like on full on ketosis. And I was like, dude, would you ever like, cause I love sweet potato fries. I'm like, mm-hmm. dude, would you ever eat like a sweet potato fry? And he literally looked at me and was like, no, that's the most addictive drug, like carbohydrates in general, and that it's like literally fucking you up. Whoa, okay. Um, so it's not even meat or <laughs> vegans. It's literally wow. just like carbs. Carbs are a perfectly healthy way to consume food. Bro, I just like, want to put all the people in my life in this room and have them <laughs> talk to you. Well, well just... just- and I yeah. just want to sit in the middle with Hanson, just like, wow, look at our heroes just talking to each other. Yeah, I don't understand why he would um, have a problem with carbohydrates. They are perfectly healthy. They are a main source of They're fuel. They're basically like the devil to him. Oh, that's, yeah, I'm sorry yeah. to hear that for him. Um, I used to think the same, actually. I used to not eat potatoes, rice, fruit. Oh, potatoes. Um, and, and I think that was actually contributing to my eating disorder. Once I, once I started incorporating those foods back into yeah. my diet, I 
found it much easier to not crave um, sugary foods, not crave dessert. I was giving my body what it needed. It's yeah. the amount of um, carbohydrate is healthy for the body. In fact, um, yeah, the, we, we generally focus a lot more on protein than anything, but we need a lot less protein than what most people believe they we They say do. we need more fats. Like if you eat only chicken, you could actually starve yourself because there's no fats. There's a lot of fat in chicken, actually. Dude, I don't know. A lot of, of fat. I'm, I'm just saying shit that I heard like at okay. a bar one okay. time. Okay. Regardless, back to the studies thing. Um, back to the I, studies. I would, just, I would just say this. Yeah. The most reputable dietitian associations around the world all are in consensus that a vegan diet, an appropriately planned vegan diet is perfectly healthy and provides health benefits and likely disease preventions for everyone adolescents um breastfeeding mothers um the elderly athletes everybody mm. that so cool you can argue with the most reputable dietitian associations all over the world cool and then there's all these other people who would agree with what i'm saying too yeah um specific doctors that have studied this for decades um sh like yeah we can do that or mm. you know it's so cool like let's throw the studies away i'm doing it for six years i don't have a single nutrient deficiency i'm healthier than ever i'm more clear than ever i'm happier than ever i feel more connected to life and nature and my purpose than ever mm. um the, the people on the Game Changers documentary, the world record holding strong man is a vegan. Mr. Universe of a few years ago was a vegan. Is a vegan. Hanson's a vegan. Hanson's a goddamn vegan too. Hanson's a goddamn <laughs> vegan, guys. Ul ultra marathoner is a world record holding yeah. ultra marathon. World record holding ultra marathon runner. The world champion um, push up, endurance push up dude. Um, world endurance push up dude. Yeah, just don't like doesn't even have that, that guy. So this name. movie here like, just so came many, out. Man. Just so highlights a lot of the yeah. yeah. And and what I'm saying is like we're not just talking about oh they're up there. You know we're talking about some of the most elite world record holding athletes on the planet who are doing it on a plant based diet. So we can we'll also have to argue with all of them. Yeah, I'm curious because well. it said like Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm like, uh, actually, I don't think he's fully vegan. I think he's a work in progress. But he's um, a work in progress. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I think he eats meat like once a week or something. Yeah. Or, um, but but regardless, um, it's there's many vegans who are thriving, not just elite athletes, mothers, children who have been raised that they were vegan throughout the whole pregnancy. Um, they've been vegan since birth, their mm. whole life. They're perfectly happy and healthy. They've been born into an ethic of compassion for all beings, not just some beings, which is can be described as the beginning of um, viewing some lives matter more than others. You know, that if you believe growing up that don't hurt the bee and don't hurt the dog and don't hurt the elephant, we all deserve to be respected. It's much easier to then see somebody with a different color skin than you, a different race than you and say, oh, well, of course, they also deserve to be respected. I even respect bees, you know, so of course I'm going to respect someone who looks almost identical to me, just has a different shade of pigment mm -hmm. in their skin. Um, you know, this is the original, this is a theory that this is an original form of oppression and discrimination that can lead to many other things. So it's, it's potentially helping there as well. We're also talking about, you know, slaughterhouse workers, we're, we're training people to kill we're training people to desensitize to violence. There are studies out there that show that the surrounding areas of slaughterhouses have higher rates of violent crime, suicide, drug abuse. Of course, like we're training people to mm. slit throats every day that, you know, and, the, and this isn't a good job. They also have the highest rates of worker turnover, people getting in the job and getting out of the job. Um, people are, uh, have post-traumatic stress disorder from it. it. It's a different one. It's called, it's like, it's post-traumatic stress disorder, but from, um, from, inflicting the violence yourself oh yeah yeah it's pretty what? Stuff. um 
What yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a perfect. Here's thing another question. So, say we make you president of the world, um, and uh, you get to do exactly what you do. All of the animals are now just freed from like cages and yeah. stuff like that. Where would they go? Because that's an, a huge amount of animals mm, that are just like the the just give know, them a country. It's or? an interesting <laughs> hypothetical, and you know, I guess we just find a way. Who knows how we would um, combat that? Would it be situation. like Hunger Games? I don't know how that would be. There'd be a lot of chickens around, man. <laughs> but a lot I, of chickens. I think that um, a lot of chicken jokes. Well, maybe all those all room. those farms could turn into sanctuaries, for example. But look, that's a hypothetical. Like Vipassanas, yeah, for chickens. That'd be awesome. I'd be chilling. <laughs> but I think that you know maybe I'll be president. But th one thing that won't happen that that ain't going to happen either. But one thing that definitely is impossible to happen is the world won't go vegan overnight. Yeah. And so is that your main goal? No, it, the, the world to be vegan, 100%. Vegan just is to cause the least amount of harm as practically possible. So yeah, I want everyone to strive to cause yeah. less harm to each other. Because some vegetarianism, vegetarians don't know that some of the plants that are being made, like like so many animals have been killed in terms of yeah. just like farming them, the of tractors, course. the bunnies well, get stuck in them. Well, it's interesting. Um, yeah, there are studies on that. And it's actually very, very few. Like m mice, for example, are very quick and agile they don't just hear a massive loud <laughs> machine coming. Like, like a slow oh. death, like, ah! It's yeah, just, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like Austin Powers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, ah! Yeah, it's, it's yeah. you know, the ones that are killed are generally the old, the very elderly animals if they're, you What know. about the pesticides? Because as, like- Well, hang on, let me finish, let me finish answering your question. Because you got, I got, I got two questions on hold right now. <laughs> so the first one, what will happen to all the animals? As the amount of, as the demand for animal products decreases- so too does the amount of animals bred into existence. There's only so many animals here right now because we there's a demand for them. So we, we breed them here. We Literally, humans will shove their arm inside a cow's anus to maneuver her cervix and then inject her vagina with bull semen. So that's if that was a human, that obviously we'd call that rape. I think that's a form of rape. These aren't, they aren't consenting to becoming pregnant and having things shoved into them. Mm. Um, the... So that's what happens just in the dairy industry, for example. That's how people get these cows to lactate. As the amount of animal products, the demand for them decreases, so too does the amount of animals bred into existence. So we never have this hypothetical of, holy shit, all of a sudden there's animals everywhere. It's just like, no, nah, there'll just be less and less and less and less and less in a vegan world. Um, when it comes to, do I want everyone to be vegan? Yeah, I do, because it just means to strive to cause the least mm. amount of harm as practically possible. That's what we do with humans already. That's what we do with dogs already. Uh, and it's it's what Einstein said. We must free ourselves from this prison by widening our circle of compassion to embrace all nature and all living beings. Mm. So just widening your circle of compassion. And Einstein also said, nothing will benefit human health and our chances for survival more than the evolution to a vegetarian diet, which back when he said that was actually a, a diet free from all animal products, a vegan diet. Um, there's been, Nikola Tesla has said things about... Um, the that we should all be not not consuming the flesh of tortured beings and there's many many different um highly intellectual people who have said that along the years gandhi and many more um that was the last thing you mentioned bro i've oh uh, when you become president bro of the world oh no oh, so is that my goal well i um yeah i would definitely definitely do that but nah we talked we talked about something else and i just can't remember what it was yeah it was probably something like super important that was probably gonna like save the earth um <laughs> but like you know we can just even just like brush over it but dude yeah, okay. that, like all I know, and then it's like it's it's cool, right? Because when AI happens, I hope that there are, are AI vegans that look to us like we don't look at some animals. Yeah, that's that's why I would like support it. Well, if um, 
Imagine <laughs> if AIs were like carnivores and like fuck these humans. If, if this there's an analogy, if aliens came to our planet and said, "Oh, look, they're they're delicious and they're not as intelligent as us," <laughs> so let's farm the humans, wow. let's enslave the humans and farm the humans. Um, would we be like, okay, just do it humanely? It's like the Which Matrix. Which doesn't mean shit. Yeah. It is just yeah. like the Matrix. Oh, oh, when you watch the Matrix after you've gone vegan, that is a whole different movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, it's basically. What's well, exactly well, kind of what's going on right now in America? Like everyone's being farmed to become an employee, mm-hmm. and then no one knows that they're already in like they're slaves, but they're slaves to debt. They're basically all indentured yeah. servants, absolutely, and they're just working until they die. Yeah, it's a very sad situation, and um, you know, being aware of that is the first step to hopefully creating a better life for yourself. Yeah. But very fascinating part of the Matrix movie, which is one of my favorites, when um, Cipher, the dude who's like. I don't want to eat this goop no more. I want back in the matrix, make me rich and make me, you know, someone important. Mm. That dude. And he's having the discussion with agent Smith across the table and he's cutting into a steak. He goes, you know what I've learned after all this time out here, he cuts into his steak, he starts chewing it. And as he's got a mouthful of meat, he goes, ignorance is bliss. Mm. And isn't that's, you know, I disagree. Ignorance is not bliss. Um, I was ignorant for a long time about what the harm I was causing others and the harm I was causing myself and the planet. And, you know, there was, it was a little bit challenging at, at first to become vegan. I was like, shit, I feel compelled to do this. I feel morally compelled to do this. But man, I don't know what to eat. And, you know, this is, what am I yeah. going to do at this restaurant? And I just, I have questions. Um, but, like, it didn't take long at all. It was much easier than I thought it was going to be. And I am so much more grateful to have my eyes opened to the reality of what's going on and to the reality of the suffering. Like most vegans will say, you say, what's the hardest part about being vegan? None of them are going to say, oh, the food's not good. People fucking love vegan food, man. What they're going to say is the hardest part of being vegan is one of two things. It's either coming to your, coming to your senses in a world that hasn't got there yet and you tell people about this shit and they're just like, um, but well... It's like, hang on, do you actually understand how much suffering we're talking about here? Like if you experience that for one second, there's no way that you would allow yourself to contribute to that pain for someone else. But because we have no experiences that come close to being, for us to being able to go, oh yeah, like when I, when I got stabbed in the throat that time, when I got electrocuted, mm-hmm. when my baby was taken from me, like some people have certain experiences like this. And what do they say about them? most horrendous experience of life traumatized for life but a lot of us like me i'm just like oh i can't relate to any of that i just i know theoretically that is a extremely bad thing so it's coming to just coming to the realization um that okay a lot of people just aren't ready to wake up and and um and comprehend this message unfortunately because i thought i'm going to tell people about going vegan everyone's going to go vegan straight away yeah the amount of conditioning you have to get through the amount of the decades of conditioning the propaganda from the industries the the habits that people don't want to break and let go of and drop their defenses and there's so much and then the second thing is being aware of how much suffering is happening that doesn't need to happen in our world you know this is so much more like hell than it is heaven the vast majority of the, the leading cause of death on our planet is throat slitting this is like planet throat slit planet slaughterhouse planet murder um why it doesn't have to be like that at all let's turn it to planet peace if we just started eating plants we'd be so much closer to that goal um but but realizing you know you watch some footage you see some animals in the gas chambers you see what happens in the dairy industry and in the egg industry and you watch that shit and then you go like we are going to go tonight yeah. to a slaughterhouse and you just you know 
Here, here's the thing is I think that every vegan goes through, I guess, two levels, right? It's the first is coming to their own understanding of what it is and like what is actually happening to animals. And then they making the choice like, okay, I'm going to go vegan. And the second one I think a lot of vegans struggle with is like, okay, now how do we like talk to the people we, who our entire life has been eating meat. Now you make this massive switch and you want to educate them, but you don't always want to feel like you're a downer. You know what I mean? Of course. I yeah. Mean, like while they're eating that steak, like, you know, you're fucking murdering babies. Every time like we that, talk yeah. to him, like, I get really passionate about it too, mm -hmm. and then he's just like, ah, or whoever, any of my friends, you know. And it gets to the point, and this could be like a communication thing too, because like, if that I like to yell and throw my yeah. fist, and I don't know if that's because if way. that's the case, well, then way. no matter what it is, it could be veganism, it could be fucking like uh, the best thing in the world. The other person's gonna view it as negative because of yeah. the feeling that they're getting yeah. isn't uh, the positive thing. So, what would you have to say, for example, for the vegans that are actually <laughs> almost using anger to convince somebody instead of just like, hey, you know, like. Yeah, like me. Yeah, I'm like. I think that there are many roads to the top of the mountain. Um, me personally, what I've found works best is to be patient. Splitting all the carnivore throats <laughs> one by one. Becoming a John Wick. You killed my chicken. <laughs> um, to, you know, I was there too. I don't, I try my best not to judge people. I have yeah. three quotes that help me forgive them for they know not what they do. I don't believe people really understand what they're arguing against when they're arguing against veganism because it just isn't a rational mm. stance to take. Um, hate the sin, love the sinner. You know, like I don't hate any meat eaters. Um, I, I love them. I love, I love, I try to love everybody. Like that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to, I don't want to add more hate to the world. There's yeah. plenty of that. I'm trying to be a being of love and respect and compassion. And even, you know, a slaughterhouse worker, man, I got so much love for them. Like they probably need it more than most. Mm. Does that mean I can't also hate the sin? Fuck, I fucking hate the sin. Yeah. I want that eradicated from this earth. Unnecessary violence. I want that eradicated from this earth. But the, the third thing is um, one, a quote from myself. It's don't blame and shame, inform and explain. Mm, Boom. The quote. That shit rhymed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that 365 um, days of silence and he's dropping fire. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, um, you know, you, you, you're a hundred percent correct. You will not get very far blaming and shaming people. Now, if that was a more effective strategy, I would say, do it. Who cares? Yeah, blame them. Fuck you. Fuck them. But, um, I think that, I think the John wick approach is way more better. Yeah. That's a really good, just one. like, and then you can make movies. Out. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, a vegan John wick. Oh, like yeah, movie that, would be that might even be better <laughs> than actually, game changers there's actually there's actually a couple of good ones there's one called blooded where the hunters get hunted yeah what's it called blooded blood i want it to blood be like Ed. i yeah. want it to be like blood a like Ed. a vegan deadpool you know yeah and there's there's yeah there's a couple of cool animal rights uh, blood movies. ed blooded you know that was right yeah, you was took that. my dog i think it's called like, blooded right? i haven't seen it for a long time right animal rights movie yeah yeah, oh, yeah right here yeah that's badass man where the the hunters and is this over. is this what you're doing now full time or did you end up building a business on the back end of things so um, i okay so what are, I, hang on, I just wanted to finish just on the, the last thing you said yeah because you asked me what how would i recommend people to mm. talk um you got to talk to people as if you know before you were vegan how would you have liked a vegan to speak to you mm. and you got to meet people where they're at not everyone yeah. you can just tell the whole vegan message to in a in a moment you have to see where they're at and see what, what makes sense here. How can I make them just, maybe I just need to plant one seed with this person. I, you have to be socially mm -hmm. aware enough to realize when enough is enough. If you keep talking about it, they're just going to get over it and just like sort of see the whole interaction yeah. as a bit pushy and a bit negative. It's like a network marketing thing that you get 
talk to you and they're like, yeah, I have this product. Yeah. And you're like, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> Initially, you're like, what is it? And then you're like, oh, I don't want it. And then you're like, still trying to sell like it. Fucking your friend from high school messages you on Facebook. Like, hey, hey. I'm like, the, yeah, yeah. what the fuck do you want? Um, I think that, yeah, sales comes into it because you're trying to sell an yeah. idea. Um, and although it makes so much sense, there's a lot of reasons. Dude, you should sell sales training to vegans. Well, that's what I'm always trying to do. Like, you know, not so directly, but yeah. that's what I'm constantly trying to do by, by posting my interactions with people um, on my YouTube and on in my um, written conversations. Yeah, I saw one of the people. debates. Like some guy at, like was just like chilling and you were like, hey, you know, like, and then you're like, the death of all animals. I was like, damn, that escalated so fast. Oh, I don't like know this which one, one that was. Uh, no, it was on nah, like nah, YouTube. That guy was chill. Oh, YouTube. That guy was chilled. Uh, well, I mean, look, rarely I will lose my cool. And I, if I lose my cool, I generally don't post those ones. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> but, it's, um, it's so fucked up though that like, like the world has to be so divided like that. Like literally now more people are just now spending time just basically aggravating the other party. Yeah. You know, it's like fucking. Actually, that's so true, man. It's interesting because I had a, this very thing happen yesterday. Um, where a girl, she was just trying to justify her meat eating. Actually, it's the you my most that. recent I post. I saw that one, yeah. It's my, most, oh, my second most it's recent this post. this one right here. And I, um, so I was just asking her questions. Like Socratic questioning is a very effective yeah. form of getting people to come to their own conclusions. And um, then she DM'd me later um, from another account. And, <laughs> and cause, cause her account, I don't know why, but it got blocked. Usually I cross people's things out, mm -hmm. but because it was like 2 a.m. I was like, oh, you're like, fuck this girl. I can't be bothered. <laughs> Plus I was like, it won't, it won't be a problem. She messaged me, she's like, my account got deleted. I'm like, I'm so sorry. Obviously I didn't want that to happen. Cause like, everyone was just like, spam, spam. Yeah, I, just I like guess all so. Reporting. Like, I guess uh, so, which, which you is- You gotta be careful, man. Which you is really shit. Well, I, I would never advocate for that. I don't yeah. want anyone to um, yeah. to slander anybody. Like, and you'll see in my conversation, that's not what I do. So, you know, some yeah, some people are just idiots and um, do stupid things. But anyway, we, we started talking again, and um, she's like, "Oh, I'm I'm really sorry. Like, I I was speaking to you really rudely. Where I was just trying to come from a place of compassion." And she said, "Yeah, I was speaking to you really rudely." And I said, "Look, I don't blame you at all. This is social media. You don't expect somebody with a different viewpoint to be respectful to you." Um, that's yeah. just, you expect to have an argument and pretty much get nowhere. And that is just, you know, that's like, you have to go beyond that, especially when you're doing it for, yeah. for victims of something so tragic, you have to go beyond your own ego and just be like, well, I'm right. And, and just be a smart ass about it. You have to just suck it up. Mm. Um, like for example, there's this one that always, I get reminded of by people. Someone wrote a yo grass eating bitch to me and I wrote, Hey brother, nothing but love for you. Like, how can I help you or something like that? And it's just always responding with love because it's really not about you and being right. Yeah. It's about how can I just help this person? Like, how can I understand this person's rejections? What are they? There's a long list, free range, grass fed, organic, um, humane slaughter, plants have feelings. Um, what about the farmers? What if we don't kill any animals? Won't they take over the world? Like, the, uh, what about protein? What about calcium? What about fucking this and that? There's just a shitload of them. Yep. So the job of a vegan, the job of an animal rights activist and, and a salesperson is to figure out this person's objections mm -hmm. and then combat those objections with the facts, with your answers. And then when they run out of objections, they're like, shit, okay, this makes a whole mm -hmm. lot more sense than it did. Now, you might have a conversation with somebody and only have the opportunity to handle one objection or maybe you can do five or maybe you can't even handle a rejection. But, or, or for example, the objection could be, I think all vegans are really pushy. So your job in that situation is to be the least pushy vegan you can be. And mm. it's all just about changing people's mentality of um, how they view us because there's a lot of bad publicity that vegans have gotten, um, which is 
I think for the most part, unfounded and misunderstood and misrepresented by the media 100%. Uh, a lot of vegans are super chill. Like, you know, I've got a... Yeah, you're pretty chill, dude. I feel like I'm pretty chill for the most part. Um, you know, I'm passionate, but I am also respectful. Yeah. And um, yeah, the, the two, uh, yeah. The, Do you think anyway. it's just like a communication? Because like, we're yes. literally... Like, and even taking away what it is, because that's like in anything, if someone bothers you, it's always the worst thing to just, you know, get angry at them. You mm. know, and it's like, I feel like we literally just forget the fact that everyone's just trying to do the exact same thing. I think the worst thing that happens is when you're literally, and this is something that you touched about when you literally explain the facts. I think the biggest problem though is both parties have their facts that they're literally just trying to almost convince the other person through logic when I think this isn't even a logical argument. It's more of like an emotional argument where wow. like okay. I could give you all the facts about like, for example, why meat is good. But at the end of the day, I can't like one thing that cannot be, how do you say, um, cannot be countered is how it makes you feel like that can't be ever wrong. Mm -hmm. That can't like, that's literally your reality. And, and it's the exact same thing with someone that thinks, you know, murdering all these animals is in their reality. And I think the moment they start meeting each other on a more emotional level, mm -hmm. instead of just logic, cause there's sure. like, like you have a girlfriend, right? Like, or if you, I don't know, do you have a girlfriend? Yep. You ever try like convincing her through logic on why you may be right sometimes. And it just doesn't work. Of course. And they're just like, <laughs> get the fuck out of here. Well, I think there's many ways and I think we should use them all. I yep. think that it is a very, very logical argument. If we don't need to kill animals to survive and thrive, then we shouldn't because violence is um, is not something that we agree is morally good. So I think that's basically the whole argument and it's super logical, super simple. I also think we can argue on, on many different levels when it comes to the emotional thing, but also that comes with a setback because... A lot of people based on their belief system and this has happened to me the first time i watched animals be slaughtered i didn't feel anything um it could be a number of reasons there's a buddhist quote that the consumption of animal products extinguishes the seed of great compassion which i feel is definitely true but also i believe that if you have enough like my belief was well we humans need to eat animals to be healthy so i'm not going to feel guilty about this i'm like mm. what's the point and just because even a slaughterhouse worker killing these animals might feel absolutely no shame just because someone is trained, conditioned, brainwashed, whatever you want to say, to not feel the emotion that I believe is 100% justified, that doesn't make them right. So they might, might not feel anything watching slaughterhouse footage. They might not feel emotional by me saying you're, you're harming innocent beings that feel pain and suffer just the same as you do. They, they might not get them anywhere. And so that's why I think, oh, well, it doesn't matter. We have the ethical argument, the environmental argument, the health argument, the delicious food. Like, we got it all. So what do you want to argue about? Like, what, where do you mm. want to come at me with this? Because I've been thinking about this a lot for six years, seven years. Um, I've been vegan six years. I've been thinking about it for seven years. And I have not heard one single good argument in favor of not being vegan. So you could tell me all your arguments in favor of meat is good. And I'd say... Yes, there are some good things of meat. There are some good things about heroin, but it doesn't mean... Is it really? Fuck yeah, like it feels good for a while, but I mean... But not like nutritionally wise, like what I was like thinking. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, like you could find something that is that has some nutritional benefit that yeah. also could potentially kill you. Like, um, Well, anything can kill you. If you eat too, drink too much water, it'll kill you. Yeah, the perfect example. Um, you know, like there's an argument that... I mean, it's not an argument. I think it's a... I think it is a... I'm not sure if it's a fact or theory, but that rape helped our, our um, species evolve and really? progress. Well, yeah, because it just helped spread the, spread the seed and whatever, um, create more human population. You know, it was like the Genghis Khan guy. He has like, 
like 3,000 kids or something. I don't know. Oh, really? Yeah, like it was wow. literally the Mongols that literally kind of raped and pillaged a bunch of like the villages. And they say that a lot of our DNA was actually stemmed from this like one guy. Okay. Because he literally had like so many kids. That's amazing. I didn't know that. Um, that that doesn't that isn't an argument in favor of continuing to do something that was yeah. morally wrong in the first place. Um, although it may have helped us survive kind of thing is, is where I was coming from. Um, now to answer your question from earlier, bro, if you're still interested, how have I been able to do this for so many years? Yeah, For someone that's just like, okay, I want to go, you know, do this full time. I want to like share my message. I want yeah. to, cause a lot of people listening and watching are like mm. entrepreneurs or wanting to become entrepreneurs. And then they're like, well, I have this message in this. <clears throat> and it's just beautiful what you did because you had this idea, you did the idea and you implemented it and you never given up what you did. For example, in, um, the beliefs and industry that you're in someone could literally do for whatever like social cause they want to help promote but a lot mm. of things that stop most people for example are like their finances or really just getting out of it so that they can actually just focus on what it is that they love sharing their message full time so like how mm. are you able to do that before you start that can let me change the battery on? yeah go for it sorry not on a practical level first um on a more of just like a almost um getting ahead in the right space kind of level first I think that without my Vipassana course where I was mm. able to, for the first time in my life, just sit and process where I've been at in life, where I'm at in life now, where do I want to go in life? How do I want to contribute? Asking myself those questions and being in a space to um, listen for the answers and process the answers. Um, I think it was really important to just shake up my usual sort of day-to-day -day living and you know, do something different. Maybe you would go camping by yourself for a while, but I think the solitude and the silence helped me, um, help my creative juices flow, helped me come up with something valuable. And also it was just in there. It just popped into my mind, you know, rather than trying to like, okay, I'm going to figure this out and I'm going to write it and I'm going to, it's like, nah, the, the universe just brought it into my brain. Mm. It was really, I wasn't like, what am I going to do with my life? I was just chilling. And I was like, boom, idea. I think some of the best ideas probably come from that place of you just being present with yourself mm. in solitude and silence. Um, a couple of other things I did, I um, created a very clear intention for the way I wanted to show up in this world. My intention then, which has changed a little bit now, um, although this is still a big part of it, is to contribute to making this world a kinder, more peaceful place for us all to live. Um, so that was a very important thing to create my life intention and after creating a life intention, then you sort of know what you should say yes and no to because you have a better idea of what opportunities either are or are not in line with that. So don't just necessarily be a yes man, although there's some value, like you should say yes if your only reason for saying no is some sort of fear-based reason. Um, sometimes these opportunities come and you don't fully understand them. You don't understand how they're going to contribute to you living out your intention. Um, and that's where taking the leap of faith is crucial. You know, this vow of silence, I was just like, I don't know, like, this is going to be really hard. Am I going to be able to do it? But I saw that it was in a, it was an idea that just came to me. So mm. I, I ran with it for a while after creating my intention. And then it was like, are you actually gonna do this, not talk for a year? And then I was like, well, yeah, I'm not gonna not do it just because I'm afraid of maybe not winning kind of thing. Um, if I fail, I fail, at least I'll have tried, at least I'll have had a crack at something, that's better than not trying. Um, so then you gotta take that leap of faith and 
you know, there's a lot of fear. There's a lot of judgment from others. I knew almost nobody who thought me taking a vow of silence for a year was a good idea, <laughs> um, especially my family. Because, um, yeah, I'd had some pretty serious stuff happen to me over the years. Like I'd had a drug-induced psychosis when I was 21. Um, you know, at this point I was 26, um, considering doing this vow of silence. I was well and truly fine, but... It wasn't that long ago. Like for them, they're still sort of remembering that mm. shit. I know how clear I was by this point and all good, but for them, they're like, what if you do this vow of silence and like it makes you crazy again or some shit? I'm like, well, I don't think it will. I don't see how it would, but yeah, like it kind of made me question shit. Yeah, it's mm. possible, I guess. I don't know. I've got no one to ask about this. Um, but ultimately I just had to, yeah, be, be true to myself and be like, well, I know everyone's saying this is a bad idea, but what do I really feel? I feel like this is a cool idea. I feel like this could do some good. Um, it's in alignment with my intention that I've created for myself. And the only reason really for me not doing it is fear-based and I'm not going to let fear dictate my actions. So that's what I did. Um, the first year was all self-funded and um, it was from my savings from the way I've already explained, being a personal trainer on a cruise ship and then a year dedicated to personal training. I, I moved back in with my family. I lived in my mum's house that year when I was 26 um, cause I, so I could save. And then for the year traveling around Australia, I lived in a van um, and I lived in for a van for many years after that so that I could continue. So yeah. what happened, right? I spoke for the first time um, on Australia's most popular morning TV show called Sunrise. And... Um, those words which i'd done another vipassana to think very carefully about what do i want to say when i speak for the first time on tv it was a obviously a vegan message i wanted to speak for the animals and to make people become aware of what was happening how unnecessary it was and um and encourage people to to change to make a better choice that is available to everybody right now and um that interview was seen by tens of millions of people eventually um, initially it was it was straight away seen by hundreds of thousands then millions and it just was very very quick to spread um, so the opportunity started rolling in come speak here come give a speech come to this university come to this conference come to this restaurant come to this school and at that time no one was that I knew of I knew one guy his name's Gary Urofsky who did lectures around schools um, who was his one of his lectures called best speech you'll ever hear was the one of the things that turned me on to veganism in the first place it was the earthlings documentary which now there's an updated version of earthlings called dominion which you can watch for free at watchdominion.com um gary Ofsky's speech is called best speech you'll ever hear that's the thing that really got me onto veganism as well the ethical um reasoning the theory behind it all um so my plan was to for a year create a speech that i could then do you know spend a year but within a week I was already doing speeches and my voice was still not back properly <laughs> and shit like that. I'm trying to talk. I can barely talk, barely slept because I'm responding <laughs> like to like 13 voice cracks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah literally. literally. <laughs> yeah. And, um, I was, um, but I was saying yes to every opportunity, mm. every opportunity I could come talk about veganism because this was not a thing at that time in Australia. I was like, you know, you just didn't, didn't hear about it. And, um, so I started saying yes, yes, yes. Not offering, like not ever charging for my service because, I didn't, didn't want to blow my opportunity. I'd rather just go and speak about veganism mm. and I didn't really care. Um, this was getting to a point where I was just, I was already broke from my year traveling around Australia and um, I was paying for a lot of my travel expenses. Mm -hmm. I wasn't confident enough to say, hey, can you cover my costs of anything? I was like, fuck it, I'll just go and do it. Um, and then 
eventually an organization reached out to me and said they were willing to offer me this is about a year in almost of doing speeches just constantly. for free just giving value yeah well bro yeah. like i still you know i've just started recently um doing speeches uh, paid speeches at events where people are making money so a vegan festival yeah mm-hmm. i've just started this is six years on mm-hmm. um, i've been doing i've done i've done probably close to 400 speeches for free in the last five years um because yeah like that was my contribution i was like okay this is how i'm going to contrib- i've taken a lot from animals mm. um and so this is how i'm going to contribute a vow of silence um i got tattooed for 24 hours straight to raise money for some charities uh, one of uh, one of them was a mm. uh, animal sanctuary and i'm doing hundreds of speeches and i continue to do free speeches the only ones i occasionally charge for are paid events where people are making money from me being there so i feel like that's totally fair how did you survive when like for example funds started getting low yeah so this is you happened. were so passionate about this you didn't want to stop i was so lucky um it was a really it was a really interesting test actually that came to me an organization offered to give me five thousand dollars which at that point was a lot of money for me i didn't even have that much and um i was I needed it because mm-hmm. I had all these things lined up in my schedule. I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to actually make it to all of these, like even cover my own transport costs. They offered me $5,000 to continue giving these lectures. And I almost took it. I thought about it. I'm like, mm. yeah, okay. You know, and I kind of could rep you guys. They said, just one thing, we want you to put our logo on your website. Say like you're sponsored by us or whatever. This is an animal protection organization in Australia. And I said, okay, well, if I'm going to link to your website, I'm going to check your website out. And I look and I go, it's, it's all about animals. And it says, there's a tab that says the issues. And you click on that and it goes to pigs, for example. And then it says under pigs, all the things that happens to them in Australia, what can you do? And then the answer to that question is, um, buy animal-free alternatives, which is perfect. Then it says, or... Purchase from a supplier in a line with your ethical position. Now, that is not an option. Mm-hmm. That is not okay to purchase animal products, to purchase the flesh of murdered beings. No. An animal protection organization should not be condoning that, recommending that. There's one option. Purchase animal-free alternatives, for fuck's sake. They exist. You can get vegan bacon and vegan pork and vegan chicken and vegan cheese. Like, purchase that or just eat a plant-based diet and whatever. Like, you... No, the option is not, or just fuck it, go, yeah. all these issues, or fuck it, just eat it, who cares? So when I saw that, I was like, okay, sorry, I actually am not down to, I'm down to take your money if you still want to give it to me, because I'm just going to put it to good shit, but I am not down to put your, I'm not down to um, share your website on my page, because I don't want people seeing this shit and thinking, one, that it's okay, or two, something that I align with. And I rejected the money, um, and I was like, okay, I have no idea what I'm going to do now. And then my friend who is in the t-shirt, she makes t-shirts. She's like, if you make a, a vegan message on a t-shirt, I will make it for you and um, do it at cost price and you can sell them at your speeches. So I made a shirt that said, animals are not property, objects, slaves, machines. And I started selling that at my speeches and I started selling a lot of them and uh, well, you know, enough of them to keep me going. And I go to festivals, I do a speech at a festival and then I set up a stall after and everyone was coming mm. over to say hi and shit. So I was selling some shirts Then I made a few more shirts and um, that kept me going for quite a long time. And then I, um, I uh, it was nearly two years ago now. Is it two years or one year? Uh, it was about a, yeah, a year and a half ago, something like that. Um, 
a few other activists were getting Patreon accounts because I'm like putting out, I'm doing all these speeches for free. People are very much appreciating my contribution and my effort. Mm -hmm. And um, Patreon is a platform where people who support your work can give you a dollar a month or yeah. five bucks a month or whatever they feel they want to contribute. So I started a Patreon and then that started bringing in a little bit of cash each month, um, which sort of helped me out as well. And then um, as my social media started to grow, I started to be able to... Um, uh, for example, like talk about a product for a brand and they, yeah, they'd sling me a little bit of cash. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Marketing. And also now um, something that I feel so passionate about and so grateful to have got onto is um, I um, market CBD oil for a company. Okay. Because this is just another way of reducing suffering yeah. for the world. Um, CBD oils is, is a phenomenal medicine that can help people with a whole range of different mm -hmm. illnesses and different types of suffering and i think a big thing that stops people from caring about the suffering of others is their own suffering distracting them and um, taking up their time and so yeah. so yeah like it's just another way to help people reduce suffering so i very much align with um the point of mm. this medicine a plant medicine that hasn't been tested on animals that isn't a toxic pharmaceutical that can help people in countless ways it's 100 percent natural um, organic owned by vegans so mm. i started getting really excited about this as a way to make income and also as another way to reduce suffering and um currently they're the things i'm doing i i travel around constantly and people pay for my flights and um generally i'll, I'll either stay with someone's at their house if they can't afford to get me accommodation like mm. i don't really care but i obviously prefer that but this has been six years now of mm. constant travel living out of a bag i've got my girlfriend been with me for the last two years as well she's over she's like how have you done this for so long i'm like i just this is all i did like yeah. i don't think mm -hmm. about any other shit and um now i'm at a point where i feel like i can be more productive settled in one spot so in the coming year mm. i'm hoping to be able to figure out a more permanent residence where i can just sort of get through all the footage i've got and yeah um, and you got out. so much authority shots you know just like going through 400 speeches damn yeah. it's like every internet marketer's like dream you know? <laughs> um but dude it's amazing i just want to like like commend you for all that because that literally is just an example like take away any like propaganda or anything that may happen in any like heated debate or conversation like what you did is what i feel like most people need to do and that is finding a purpose aligning to the purpose whenever little you know um distractions come your way to be like blind or focus when your friends think it's crazy when your family mm -hmm. think it's crazy you know that it's aligned with like what it is that you want and to just keep on going into constantly every single test that happened, dude, from that person offering you five grand to then like living in a van and then continually doing it and just being at pure service for anyone that's like listening. It's almost as if, if you find like some cause you could just be at service to mm. just take away your ego. It's almost like the universe breaks and just make sure that you will survive. Yeah. Like, and, and there's like this yes. one quote, that I really do believe in that. And it's so fitting, for example, what it is that you're going through right now. And that is that which supports life, which is what you're doing, <laughs> gets supported by life. Mm. And as long as like anyone has a message, kind of like what you're doing, but it's just something that is just, they hold deep in their heart. It doesn't matter if it's going to be a year, five years or six or 10, but it's almost like when it hits, dude, it hits like crazy. Like wealth comes in in exceeding amounts of quantity, faster than expected, and more. And not just that, but it's like wealth that also comes with, you know, like love and gratitude. Mm. Not like mm. the shit where you're like fucking rich and you think you're gonna be happy when you're rich, but you still feel more of like a shitty human being. Mm. Oh, wealth comes in many forms, I think, and I feel so filled up, man. Mm. Like I just feel, you know, 
just the to be able to share such a vital message with the world and to be able to help people in such a direct way that mm. in a more indirect though very also tangible way helps so many other earthlings that are just so neglected mm. and abused yeah i'm a fucking so grateful man and you know all the hardships and um the challenges and the tests i'm grateful for those too like they've made me a more um you know a stronger person i think that anybody who yeah, like I said, has a strong intention. And if you can just stick to that, um, I think that you will be rewarded once you get through your struggles. There'll be tests and there'll be rewards. And ultimately, like at this point, after going through everything, and look, I cop a lot of shit too, man, as you can probably imagine. Like even from vegans, I have a, I have a lot of vegans who fucking hate the way I do things. Why? Um... They want to fucking talk. Look, like I use I use a social media strategy, bro. I put my face out there, yeah. you know. I like I put sometimes I put a photo of me up, like flexing my muscles. Um, <laughs> you know, I can we pull I, up one of those yeah, photos? Yeah. Bro? Yeah, yeah. I um powered by plants. I um put you know like I'm fucking playing the social media game, Damn, bro. Like bro, for, thanks, bro. For a long time, I didn't want to post shit about me. I posted all the graphic shit. Yeah. I posted um. I posted just about the animals, just about the animals. And if I thought that was the most effective way to achieve animal liberation and, and people going vegan from my personal contribution, I'd keep doing that. But what I've learned after being on social media all day, every day for the last six years is that people like following a person, mm -hmm. a personal account. They need a variety of things. If I'm just posting graphic shit, they're not going to want to follow. If I'm just posting animals, they're not going to really connect. It's not as relatable. So I've, I've altered my style in a way that is, in my opinion and through experience, I believe this is true, the most effective way at reaching the most important crowd, mainstream non-vegans. Yeah, that's the most important thing. Yeah, and I, so and so a lot of vegans don't understand why I do things the way I do it, why I'm posting shit about me, about my girlfriend. They're like, this is about the animals. Mm. This, And I'm like, yeah, fucking earth it is. That, why do you think I'm on social media? I'm on social media <laughs> to fucking post. post I don't give a fuck about it. I don't it. give a fuck about my rock shredded abs. You think I, I give a fuck about like this fucking body? <laughs> I like Bro, this. I was the this, last person. Yeah. I like this interaction you have with this chef. Um, This was a chef who was just like sending you meat and everything and into the discussion uh, you guys can check it out but you kind of challenged him like can you if you're a real chef can you make something that's not you know that tastes like delicious like meat but there's not meat and he was like thought about it and came back and then sent you a picture about the the, the steak he made or something yeah the satan that, that yeah, from wheat gluten yeah, yeah it was man because this guy came he just dm'd me and he was like fuck vegans and fuck Why you, did you like what blows my mind is uh, it's just the fucking internet and this is yeah, like exactly. low vibration people it's like people will literally spend five six seven eight hours of a day just thinking of ways to make somebody else else's like mm. life horrible and i think the yeah. worst thing that could like that a vegan can do or like a meat or eater or carnivore can do is only um what's it called provide and serve their current audience because what happens is it turns into like this more extreme thing as like they're validating you know for example the personality of the leader's ideas and it gets so far out of the freaking picture that like mainstream's like yo that that kind of seems a little culty yes you know absolutely yeah, so it's a be lot smarter that. what you're doing well it's also other things that people that certain vegans certain vegans like the majority of response i get is a lot of love a lot of gratitude yeah. and um that like i said that you know that's better than money bro um to feel like you're contributing to something good in the world and helping people 
fuck, like you give anything for it. It's just such a good feeling. Well, all money is is just a unit of freedom, and it's just value in like a paper form that we just said, oh, that's what money is. Mm. You know, it's like money will come, especially if you just focus on just giving value to exactly. not just humans but animals. You know? Yeah, exactly. You don't. Yeah. You focus on the cause. You focus on doing a good job. You focus yeah. on helping and being dedicated. And then, yeah, like your money will just be like, oh, you can make money doing this somehow. It's like, oh, okay, I should probably do that. I'm broke as fuck. <laughs> I've got a girlfriend now. Like we don't want to live in my van or in someone else's lounge room for the rest of our life. Let's try to figure some shit out. And how do people like contribute to like your efforts if they want to? Is it the Patreon's the best way? Or? Yeah, like they can they can donate um, whatever they want monthly on Patreon or they can um, do a one-off donation at Hello at jamesesby.com.au on PayPal. Um, just back to why- you take Bitcoin? I'll take <laughs> Why the fuck not? They, um, why, another reason why vegans, certain vegans don't like me, certain things that we disagree on, would be that, um, you know, I call it a Holocaust because it is, and I call it rape because that's what happens to them. Yeah. Where they would, certain people would say that it's not okay to call it rape. Um, that is triggering for rape victims. And um, that- that's or or that and I think it comes generally from a feeling of it's not they don't deserve that title they don't des- animals don't deserve that title and I believe that's a speciesist mentality um, it's speciesist. a speciesist speciesist I think that the the fact is that these animals bodies are being invaded against their will with no consent and that is rape and they're they're that that's it doesn't have to be the exact same type of rape as a human may experience um we shouldn't be judging it based on well how much did they suffer it's like well what if someone was raped when they were like they were unconscious and they didn't feel it doesn't matter it's still fucking horrendous like it's still wrong to invade somebody's body in that way um at all you don't have the right to invade someone else's body unless it's given to you clearly animals do not clearly consent to that ever so it's always wrong. It's always a form of that. Now they would say it's, it's not okay to use that word. Um, you are triggering current current victims who, when they hear that word, they they relive the experience. Um, and unfortunately, like I can't tell the story of the animals without being very clear. If I don't use that word and I call it just forcible impregnation, which is what they would prefer, forcible. That's- it's just it's just not fucking strong enough yeah, like it's because it's 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 um it's diluting it it's watering yeah. it down because if it Euphemism. was rape if it was rape you would call it rape and i don't want to fuck that what they're going through man constantly eight billion of them every fucking day they deserve to have their story told as yeah. as accurately as possible um now i don't obviously don't want to hurt any humans in the process but i don't think the correct answer the correct response to um, that criticism of me is, well, okay, I just won't use the word because I think that's selling out on the victims, which I think overall causes more suffering. And I acknowledge there's suffering on either side. So I'm just like I do with veganism all the time. Veganism is causing the least amount of harm as practically possible. It's not perfection. There is accidents in the crops at times and yeah. different. I can't be a perfect vegan in a way that I'm causing 100% zero harm, but that's not what veganism is because that's fucking impossible. Yeah. So you just strive to cause the least amount of harm as possible. And that's what I'm doing in that situation as well. For the most part though, um, my message is received well. I think that's because the way I talk about it isn't, you know, I'm not trying to blame and shame people. I'm just trying to encourage people to make better yeah. choices, to learn about this, to question yourself about when did you start thinking it was okay to eat meat? You didn't, you just did it because everybody else was doing it in society. Um, you know, would you, do you think it's okay to eat meat 
if you can get all those same nutrients from somewhere else? Do you, how do you justify the violence? What do you think the difference is between slitting the throat of a dog or even a human and slitting the throat of a cow or a pig or a chicken? Like just just these kind of questions. I just want to I just want people to think about it and realize how much better the world will be when this doesn't exist, which we could all do together collectively. Even if the only benefit was that we end world hunger by having a, such a surplus of food um, available and we just collectively combined our efforts and said, okay, let's all eat a plant-based diet or, or for the climate crisis. Let's just all, the United Nations have said that the number one thing humans can do uh, to lower their carbon footprint, the number one thing is to consume- Go extinct. To, oh yeah, even more. <laughs> to, I think we would have a problem after that. <laughs> to consume a plant-based diet. Yeah, that's the second one if you don't want to go like full on like <laughs> Thanos <laughs> Avengers and just- yeah. So like, if if we just all collectively got together and said, okay, let's just not create um, this climate crisis where millions of people are going to be displaced and suffer, and and um, we're going to you know ruin a lot of things in our earth that are going to take a long time if we ever can come back from devastated ecosystems and all kinds of things. Why don't we all just collectively eat a plant based diet for a while? <laughs> you know, like if we just at do least that, try it, right? Like because because the the, the yeah. people are just. Like they're not going to know until they actually try it. Like for example, I tried it um, and like Hanson's doing it. His fiance is doing it. Dima, I think, uh, isn't doing it. But I feel like at least trying it and seeing like how it feels for them. Mm. Right. And doing it right. Like yeah. don't just, don't go, okay, I'm just going to substitute the, or just take the, the steak off your plate and just have this empty space. Fill it with <laughs> beans, fill it with grains, fill it with quinoa, fill it with brown rice, fill it with um, a veggie burger. Like fill the space. Go to challenge22.com and you'll get free coaching for 22 days about how to go vegan. They just want you to do it. You, you've got um, free access to a registered dietitian. Mm. And it's like, try this recipe. Okay, do this. What questions do you have? They're mm. there for you. You can go to any, like if you live in, for example, New York, join Vegans of New York on Facebook, the Facebook group, and just say, yo, what have we got in the restaurants around mm. here? Um, what, have we, what have we got in the supermarkets? What do I do? Like, what, what, what about this? What about when I go to a family gathering? What mm. about for my kid? What are they going to eat in their lunchbox? Whatever the question is, um, we're all so willing and ready to help you out. So many resources online. So don't just wing it. Just figure it out properly. Yeah, like spend, I think the spend most a problem, little bit of time that it takes. And the problem with most people is they just fucking wing it and they eat unhealthy and then it's just it's just like a bat. Like if someone's going to do it, just fucking do it right. Yeah, right? absolutely. It's, it's just like, you know, it's very easy to eat a diet wrong. Just look at the amount of hospital beds that are filled oh, currently. That's so fucked up, dude. Yeah, it is. It doesn't have someone's to be like sick that. sick and they just feed you like shit. Well, that, but also they didn't even need to be in that situation in the yeah. first place if they just ate a good diet. Like it's not like the... It's not like you don't get sick on a meat diet. People got obesity, diabetes, cancers, heart disease, osteoporosis. And people think, oh, we eat a lot of dairy, so we should be sweet. The, the countries with the highest consumption of dairy have the leading rates of osteoporosis and bone diseases. Um, why is that a fact? If we're all eating so much dairy and getting all this calcium, like, it, yeah. just isn't, it just isn't a good place to get calcium from. For different reasons and you can get all that calcium without all the negatives from greens and from beans and from different things um but anyway yeah i don't know dude that's amazing dude um and like i said i appreciate you for just sharing everything you know um a lot of i feel, feel like value was dropped um i would be also curious to just because like i said i'm an ignorant monkey and then me and hansen were just like following people that kind <laughs> of uh Tell, be, tell us what to eat. So it would actually be even dope if we could even like while you're here so that we could just almost 
kind of like listen in on yeah. the conversation. That would be cool. We can schedule that later. Oh, with you, mate. Oh, actually, you just made me think. I just wanted to say one thing yeah. um, before we roll is that like just a typical day could look like this. I just want to give you a typical day of eating. Mm. Okay. First of all, there's a couple of apps you can get. One is called The Daily Dozen. It's a free app um, by Dr. Gregor, who is a plant-based doctor. And um, he has nutritionfacts.org. He had the New York Times best-selling book called How Not to Die. Um, and you get The Daily Dozen, which has um, a dozen things to check off your list to make sure you've eaten them every day. If you're doing that, you should be getting all the nutrients you need, all the protein you need. Um, B12. Everything like that. B12 is a supplement that everybody should take, including meat eaters. Um, so that is the one supplement that vegans 100% definitely need to take. We don't have that in our food. I mean, you, I mean, we do. Like we, B12 is supplemented in, um, it's fortified in some tofu, a lot of um, the plant-based milks, all the vegan meats for the most part at least have B12 in them. But I wouldn't rely on that. I would, re- I would just take the supplement. It literally, you get a spray or a pill. It takes a second to take once every couple of days. That's all you got to do. You just have it before you brush your teeth or after you brush your teeth or whatever. Um, that's all you got to do in order to thrive on this diet. You to know. get as swole as James Aspen. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's it. And um, <laughs> so daily, Dr. Gregor's Daily Dozen is a really good app to get. Um, so you kind of have an idea of how mm. much of what you need to eat, how much fruit, how many beans, how much this and that. In terms of how that looks on your plate, for breakfast, you might have something as simple as toast with avocado and tomato. You Avo. Avo, bro. Avo. Avo, avo. On the Sanger. <laughs> you might have um, a bowl of oats, like porridge, with um, a whole bunch of blueberries, a bit of maple syrup, some crushed walnuts, something like that. You might do like a scrambled tofu, which tastes like scrambled eggs. You just get a big block of firm tofu, mash it up with your hands so it looks like in the same consistency as scrambled eggs. Add a few spices. You can find an easy recipe online. Cook it. It's super high in protein, low in saturated fat, zero cholesterol. Tastes the same. Delicious. It's just a bean. Very healthy. Mm. Oh, there's a lot of propaganda. We didn't go into it about um, soy. It's a very versatile thing. It makes chocolate. It makes ice cream. It makes meat. It um, is a very, very healthy bean. The... There's a um, thing you can look up called Vegan Doctor Addresses Myths About Soy or something like that. Yeah. And she goes into all the studies and how they're bullshit. Um, of course, they're going to put out a lot of propaganda about soy. You can, put out so, you can put out so many animal products out of business. Milk, meat, um, you know, chocolate. Like just, it's a very, it's just a bean. And actually, there's a lot of things it does that are good for the body. It can reduce our chances of getting prostate cancer, breast cancer, and more things. Um, the thing that people are worried about, oh, the um, estrogen, it's phytoestrogen, it's plant estrogen. It does not work at all the same as actual estrogen. Where do you, where can you get estrogen from in a standard diet? Well, think about all the hormones in milk. You know, that it's, that's, it's full of them. And um, that actually just is a completely different thing when we're talking yeah, about milk soy. Yeah, fucked up, dude. I'll drink milk and I'll just be farting for like hours. That's <laughs> disgusting shit. Um, and then, um, so yeah, you can have oats, you can have scrambled tofu, you can have a smoothie. I never ate smoothies before. Now I'm just blending bananas. Like one great recipe instead of ice cream, blend frozen bananas with a splash mm. of a splash of soy milk. That's yeah, all. Yeah, I've had that. That's holy so shit. fucking good. You add mango in there, frozen banana and mango. Yeah. Holy shit. Even if you just want to blend strawberries and banana, whatever, like you don't need to eat ice cream anymore. This is all you need to do. It's perfectly healthy, extremely healthy. Fruit is one of the healthiest foods for the human body. That's why 
it's it's the only food that we enjoy eating in its raw natural form mm. you think fruitarian's next then no nah, no way no want to try it nah, it's too much work it's it's unnecessary um we can it's easier to add an amount of cooked food in order for you to obtain everything you need you could possibly be a fruitarian but from what i've read I believe that it's it can be a good detox diet and yeah, just for a little time. bit. Yeah, I don't think it's then a long-term like diet. You up, like after it's too. So. It's look, I don't. It, you could do it, but it, it's more work than it's worth, in my opinion. I don't, I don't see any problem with cooking food. I think there's a lot of good benefits from doing that. Um, so that could be breakfast, lunch. You could have something as simple as a um, a veggie burger, like a salad sandwich with um, a veggie burger, which they make out of black beans. They make out of um. Um, you know, we've got the ones that taste like meat now, the Beyond Burgers. There's lots of different ones if you just check the freezer section of your supermarket that um, will either resemble meat or they'll just be purely a burger patty made from beans and different things that are also delicious and good. Um, try them out. You could use tofu firm. Tofu is very good. It takes the flavor of other things. So if you put like peanut sauce on it, it tastes like a chewy peanut sauce. Um, oh, it, it tastes kind of so like meat. Good, oh, it's the best. Yeah. Uh, plum sauce, sweet and sour, whatever. Mm. Um, tofu is really adaptable and I, I used to think tofu was disgusting because all i knew was those little squishy cubes mm. in a miso soup but the firm blocks of tofu is where it's at for sure and that's really good shit um and so yeah you might have sandwich you might have a curry like so much indian food is already vegan if you go to a thai restaurant you can get a thai stir fry with tofu you can get a coconut curry um if you go to mexican restaurants you can get like a burrito or nachos or any of those things but instead of the meat get the black beans or the tofu instead of the sour cream get the guacamole um instead of the cheese don't get cheese get extra guac something like that you've oh, you've excellent. increased the health of it and um so it's so much healthier for you but also yeah we're avoiding all that unnecessary mm. cruelty that we we're talking mm. about earlier have you sacrificed flavor fuck you're gonna fucking love it and you're gonna feel so much better after it so you don't have a whole heap of dairy in it which is um so high in fat and just so wrong for the human body as well as the meat and then um you know they, like the, the possibilities are endless sometimes i'll just roast potatoes and have that with some guac for dinner um, sometimes for a snack i'll have just a can of chickpeas um, it's a very fibrous highly nutrient dense very fast already cooked super cheap snack that is filling and delicious put a bit of salt and pepper on there something like that um yeah i'm eating fruit throughout the day rice beans is a super quick easy thing if you don't want to get too complicated but then you can go as far as making you know you can make spaghetti bolognese with lentils instead of meat you can um yeah, fuck, man. Honestly, we could just go. Dude, on you could keep this. on going, bro. I'm like, damn, this is a fucking long ass list, dude. I'm like, I just want to eat now because I've been fasting all day. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, so anyway, there's there's millions yeah, of recipes. There's so many fucking ways, guys. Just fucking Google. It's there. It's awesome. What I want to end it with on a, like a lighter note. What's like your favorite vegan joke you've ever heard? Vegan joke. Um, oh no, shit. You have one? I don't know if I've got. Because you probably joke. hear it like the thing about. I feel like a lot of vegans hear vegan jokes all the time. I don't know. No, it's not like a thing. It's no. not like a I mean, like, hey, I have a uh, joke. Fuck I mean, you, the only one I can think of, which isn't that good, but it's like, <laughs> is um, how do you know when someone's vegan? Don't worry, they'll tell you. How do you know when someone's uh, not yeah. vegan? They'll tell you that same fucking same joke. thing with like CrossFit too. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, 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 no, yeah. the worst is a vegan CrossFit that cycles. <laughs> like there's a lot of them in Chiang Mai, dude. That yeah. that little niche is so intense. Yeah, right. It's so intense. Never met a CrossFitter that cycles. Oh man, dude! Like, out yeah, dude. Thank you so much for hopping on. Social medias are in the description. My and pleasure, brother. Thanks for having me on. Man. 
Thank you. Uh, and thanks to everybody for listening. I, um, you know, I hope you found something valuable there and it's all love. Just, you know, we're all out here trying to encourage better things in the world. And when you know better, you can do better. So thanks very much for listening with an open mind. Thanks, dude. Wicked. So here are some rapid questions. Best way to find vegan foods that are exact substitutes for their non-vegan counterparts? To ask people online about their recommendations. Mm. Okay. How much is veganism contributing to a better climate? It is the number one thing that a individual could do that's based on recommendations from the United Nations. Why people consider milk products as not being vegan? We are not harming them in any way. The dairy industry is equally as cruel as the meat industry. The animals are exploited their entire life. The baby boys are slaughtered because they're seen as a waste product. They don't produce milk. And the mothers are also slaughtered at a fraction of their life once they're done being used as milk slaves. Mm, here's one. It's like a princess emoji with like a hand up. So it's definitely important. How do you get enough protein in a day to still see some gains food options? As long as you are eating enough calories, by default, you will be eating enough protein. There is protein in every single food. So just make sure that you are eating enough calories every day and then a, a um, good variety of plant-based foods mm, the common notion of nutrient depletion if you become vegan can veganism provide all of them the studies show that vegans are actually less likely to have nutrient deficiencies i think that the numbers are the difference between an average of four nutrient deficiencies or five on a vegan diet versus seven or nine on a standard diet but yes a vegan diet can get you everything you need except for B12, which everybody should supplement. And that is inexpensive and very easy and healthy. Mm, and the last one was just from Alina, but she's just saying, what you doing? <laughs> just well, chilling. We have, we, have one, we have some more from Alina too. So oh, cool. We'll go through that. Okay. Good. This one's for you, Alina. <laughs> Anson's getting married. <laughs> Does he think honey is vegan product or no? Honey is an animal product and animal products are not vegan for commercial honey. The queen has her wings cut off so that she will stay in the same hive. So that alone is a cruelty. These bees are also working very hard to create food for themselves. And that food is the honey. We are stealing that honey from them. Stealing food from animals is not a vegan thing to do. There's many other cruelties along the way as well, but there are a couple of the main ones. They say it's too much man hormones for women in Tempeh. Is that true? Man hormones? I think they might have that back to front. Yeah, I think people, women hormones. Yeah, the... They were talking about phytoestrogen, which is a plant form of estrogen, not normal estrogen, um, and therefore it affects the body completely differently. It is a total non-issue for men to be, or, or maybe she does mean women, or for women to be consuming mm. phytoestrogens, non-issue. Does he care about products he use like shampoo and stuff if it's been used with animal testing? I do. I also am strongly opposed to animal testing and that's why all the products I get, I make sure that they're vegan products. So it's very easy if you want to get vegan toothpaste, you just look up vegan toothpaste, you get it shipped to you or you can find some generally at your local supermarket or health food store. They say tattoo inks contain animal products too. Does he do tattoos in special vegan places where they use vegan ink? The majority of inks used these days are actually vegan by default. Um, they're just better quality. But yes, I would definitely make careful consideration of choosing a place that has vegan ink as well as mm. vegan, vegan stencil paper and vegan aftercare products. Dude, my friend owns uh, a vegan tattoo shop in Ubud and they literally do a little ceremony before they really? give you. Yeah, so if you want me to like- Oh, that's beautiful. Up. I'm actually getting a tattoo in a couple of days from a shop that's just opening called Soul Fire Ink. I'm um, not far from here and I'm so stoked on this guy. He's just gone vegan 
And um, he, they do a ceremony when they open new shops, right? Mm-hmm. And usually the ceremony involves the sacrifice of a pig. Yeah. And he has written the people a um, like a long letter just saying, I don't want to sacrifice any animals. That's mm-hmm. bad karma. That's against my culture. I want to respect your culture too. But instead of sacrificing pigs, can we just have a big fruit feast? Mm. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds cool. Uh, also, vegan food for home pets. For pets. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, what do you think about that? Because that, that's kind of like... No, it's not. It's not a gray area. Um, So dogs are just like us. They can easily thrive on a plant-based diet. The oldest living dog on record in the Guinness World Records was vegan on a vegan diet from birth. I think that they may have found a new winner as of the last two years, but for many years, the oldest dog in the Guinness World Records was vegan diet from birth. In terms of cats, cats need a supplement found in meat called taurine. They can't just thrive on a vegan diet. The reason why cats can thrive on the disgusting food that they're given in the cans and all that kind of thing is because that food is actually supplemented with taurine because it's just such low quality meat. So what you can do though is create a specially formulated vegan cat food that is also supplemented with taurine and the cats can easily thrive and survive. Um, You do want to, just in terms of being very careful, you can observe their, um, the pH level of their urine using urine strips or saliva strips potentially as well every now and then just to monitor them because um, it can affect the acidity and can create urinary tract infections. But that's something that can easily be prevented by monitoring. And um, I'm basing this off a meta-analysis that is, I was just looking at this last night actually. They studied um, the available evidence out there, especially in four major studies on whether dogs and cats can thrive on a vegan diet and their conclusion was yes as long as it's adequately supplemented in dogs don't really need to be supplemented at all they can just thrive on a plant-based diet there's certain foods they can and can't eat but that's easy to find out cats need the taurine as long as that's there it's all good Mm. Mm -hmm. thanks bro bro. everyone